four, three, two. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to episode 205 of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It has been a very interesting week in the world of pro wrestling. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm joined by Dave. You could follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how have you been this past week? I have been awesome as shit this week. Um, so, I, I don't so know. I awesome could've... as shit as in the one that, what's his name, drank from Microsoft? Oh, Bill Gates? That was pretty cool. Did cool? you see that video? No, but I wouldn't drink shit water. Hey, if you're going to make a statement and you're a billionaire and you want people to get behind that, you drink that shit. And he drank that shit. Didn't That shit water. Who was the one that drank the piss? Was it? Piss? Yeah, NASA I, did it. Right? I didn't see that one. I, yeah, I, like man, I think you don't think that's interesting at all. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I just think it's fucking vapor, disgusting. The water vapor and everything, and I, I think that is it's genius. I think that's absolutely disgusting, though. Oh, it may be, but if they test, if all right, let's say you, they get that water out, listen, and then they test it, and it comes back completely clean of whatever else may be polluted with it. Yeah, Would you drink they could, it? They could start selling it as what is it, Aquafina? Yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that I what Aquafina is? Who, who's the Pepsi one? Oh, I don't know. You know whose birthday it was the other day? Jim Ross. It was on my calendar. Oh, no. Did you More work? important than Jim Ross. Elvis Presley? Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Guy's been dead for how many Stephen years? Stephen Hawking, too. Still gets more women than me. Stephen Hawking? Yeah. His birthday? Yeah, was it? Yeah. Was it? Should I talk like that? You sound nothing like I'm him. Marvin the Martian. <laughs> that you sound like. <laughs> Hello there. I'm Stephen Hawking. No, nah. it's hello there. No, I can't do it. Microsoft hello Sam. There. It sounds like it, Microsoft it, yeah. Sam. It's probably know. him and Bill Gates are in cahoots. I don't know. You <laughs> got two not. of the smartest people out hello there. Hello there. I am Stephen Hawking. No, no that's not terrible. at all. Stop. You not sound like all. Kermit. Like, hello there. Hey there, Miss Piggy. Having like <laughs> half his head hey there, squished by a car driving by. No, it's that stuff that you take that lowers your voice instead of helium that goes up. Am I coming to your frog? No, not at all. Yeah, okay. I, I reject whatever you're putting out there. Well, speaking of rejection, uh, WWE this week. I'm doing awesome as always. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have some fan questions and comments for you guys, or from you guys, I should say. Uh, the first one comes from the 2014 Marky Awards from Rick David. You know I was worried I'd be outdressing you both, so it was a relief to see that I had nothing to worry about. I got so tired of people asking me why I was dressed to the nines and looking almost too fine. I was uh, I was like, the Markies? Ever, hear, ever heard of them? Jeez. Anyway, Marking Out is not a podcast that no one listens to. It's an online listening experience. That has many as that has as many as five people listening to, and I should know because I am your number five 
mark. Then, now, indefinitely. Don't think your efforts go unappreciated because that's just not true. They're barely appreciated, but it's there. At, uh, what does he sign off? Rick, no nicknames necessary, David. Thank you very much for your comment. Thank you for uh, listening to the Marky Awards. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know that it's very appreciated what we do. It's just with the Markies when you spend, I mean, compared to last year with what we did, and it just wasn't worth it. Not because it wasn't, list, like, not with the listener was, but for the fact that we spent, what, like four hours putting together it a four show. Hours. It was a long time. I think the reason why you remember it being that long was because we did that episode and... No, but it did take... It took more than two hours to record the I markers. was surprised. I don't think it took more it than two. It definitely took more than two hours because we inserted so much clapping and trying to... I was definitely uh, get surprised it that it was... I was definitely surprised it was only 13 minutes Yeah, so we spent over was. two hours on a 13-minute episode. That's the only reason why that was... Yeah, but some people take their lifetimes to make one movie. Yeah, and so. then they die. Unhappy, unsatisfied, no, not seeing not it unhappy. become a hit. No, not everybody's Van Gogh. Yeah. No. What? I'm not Vincent Van Gogh. You know what he lost? Yeah. What? Well, his life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the real answer would be his ear. Ah, uh, what? If... <laughs> you were at, you were thinking he was what? Nah, no, I was looking at that one. All, All right. right. Next, we have a comment on this week's uh, last week's episode from Rohit. At Rohit CR2K. How do I say this? Okay. At Rohit R. Oh, God. I'm going to just. No, no, no. Keep on going. No, no. No editing. Come on. Just go with it. I can't. Why? Say his name. At Rohit. Why do I keep going R? CR2K here. No, no, no. First comment. No, no. Don't do dishonor. Say it in full. Come on. You got At it. Rohit R. Why does that keep coming out? I don't know. Dude. You just got Maybe you just Come read on. it. Just read it. Alright. At Rohit CR2K here. First comment. Even though I like listening to you guys. Keep up the good work. Hashtag you, you read God wrong. bless. Jesus. Even though I like listening to you guys. It's like first comment. Even though I like listening to you guys. So. All right, so who was it coming from? Rohit CR2K. There you go. On Twitter, follow him. All right, next one is from Kyle. Ever since I heard about GFW to present WK9, uh, Global Force Wrestling presenting Wrestle Kingdom 9, and have English commentary, I was intrigued. I ended up purchasing their network and caught up on their most recent events. New Japan is a definite alternative to WWE. Four hours of pure wrestling. Each match had its own personality and stood out on its own. I like the fact that there was no known, uh, no downtime between matches. I'm a huge Bullet Club fan and was invested in each of their matches. Really enjoyed the story of Nakamura and Ibushi and Tanahashi and Okada uh, put on wrestling. Um, in Tanahashi and Okada put on a wrestling clinic and was emotionally invested and was really pulling for Okada to win and become the new ace of New Japan. Can't say enough about JR and Stryker. This event will definitely compete against WrestleMania. It's kind of funny that, I mean, you want to start speaking about it now, breaking it down, or later on? We could speak about it later. Alright, I mean, I, I actually spoke to Jay Silva about that. I think I mentioned it to you too, about there was no downtime in between matches. I yeah. love that. 
it kind of had not on the same level, but how if you go to a WWE house show, once they get done with the match, they already have the referee for the next match heading down to ringside for the to get it started. This had the same thing. There was no promos in, be, in between. Uh, the no, only there match are sometimes, but barely. I think the only ones that really had a video package be, uh, to hype it was Nakamura's match. And it was just for the championship match. I think they had the. Oh, they had. I think there were other ones too. If if they did, it wasn't more than. It was very quick, but it wasn't to the same extent that WWE has. There was no interviews right. backstage. Right. There Which was I think WWE could. If if you need to, I don't think they, there's they any, ha, an event has to have some sort of downtime for America. I think, but I don't think that there's any need for the amount of promos that they do put on WWE pay per views. Because right, there's no need for a like a if what, it's not five minute long yeah, promo if hyping it's not, up Triple H versus if it's Triple not, H two. If three. it's not hyped enough by the time that you reach that you're airing that pay per view, then you didn't do your job. Right. If it's not hyped already. Then what's the point of hyping it up the crowd that's already in the attendance? Yeah, people already know Triple H is going to win. Yeah. Um, up next, we have a comment question from Jason Linick. Hey, Brandon and Dave. Sorry I've been away from the comment section for so long. I've been very busy and I have actually been falling behind on past episodes. Just recently caught up. Along with falling behind on your online listening experience, see it caught on, I have been following Raw. I have I haven't been following Raw much either. Amen. I even tweeted to you guys that it was putting me to sleep a few weeks ago. No need for Ambien, you got Raw. Anyway, I finally watched from start to finish this week in hopes of Sting showing up, but alas, it was all for naught. Just wanted to mention how happy I was with the position that Seth Rollins has gotten himself in. From holding the briefcase to now being added to the Royal Rumble main event. In my opinion, he has achieved the most so far out of his fellow S.H.I.E.L.D. partners. Will he still end up being champion before Dean and Roman? I also wanted to throw some dream booking at you guys, too. Before you go into that, do you want to discuss a little bit his previous comments? Um, I actually, I'm in the same boat with you with Sting. Someone texted me <laughs> telling me I should really tune into Raw for this opening because I was watching Gotham and I was really reluctant to turn off Gotham to turn into Raw. So I tuned into Raw and I really, for a good like ten minutes, I disliked this person strongly that told me to tune into them. Well, why did Jay Silva tell you to watch? Yeah, okay, <laughs> was it him? Um, How could you not think Sting would show up? Though? Why would you think that Sting would show up at the beginning of Raw? Well, if Jason thought he would show up at the beginning or the end, it's still. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that he was gonna. I thought that maybe you knew something or maybe you read something. No, I just thought something big was going to happen with all the wrestlers know. out there. I was very disappointed because I missed the intro. To I would so rather watch Gotham. You missed than the Rollins. intro. No, I didn't. Oh, you, you had me tune the intro? into it with the Seth Rollins. No, no, you missed the intro. What do you mean? You'll hear about it later on. Okay. I also wanted to throw some dream booking at you guys. What if John Cena wins the triple threat at Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble? Fast forward to WrestleMania with a win. 
with a win by Daniel Bryan once again. The scene looking all too familiar from last year when all of a sudden, Seth Rollins cashes in and spoils Daniel Bryan's party. Sorry for the long comment, but I'm happy to be back. Jason, at Jay Linick on Twitter. What do you think about that uh, Seth Rollins stuff? <laughs> you think that he's going first to be a champion? All, first of all, what do you think about that? What was that? Do you think that he's going to be a champion before I don't, Dean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But what I want to happen is for WWE to stay to their effing storyline where every time Seth Rollins is going to cash in, Dean Ambrose is there to I know, stop that's, it. That's done. That's such bullshit. I think that, that, that they moved away from that. And it's unfortunate because that, as you said, they could have ran with that for a long time. Even if they weren't. It, it, but they even still if they weren't could. directly, yeah, they even could. though they weren't directly in uh, relation with each other, uh, in a feud wise, they could still. But it still could happen. Yeah, we haven't well, seen Seth Rollins try and cash in. Incorrect. We did. Yeah, that one time, and he didn't show up. Yeah. So. But what happened to when after he tried to cash in? John Cena, Brock Lesnar, all that shit. So. So, <laughs> I don't know. I could definitely with the position that he has placed himself in. I could see him being a champion before Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns at this rate. Maybe. I mean... But now I, I remember what that noise that you did reminded me of. What? Remember that tell me phone call? Tell me? Yeah, 1-800-TELL-ME. Tell me. Yeah. That's what it... Like when you'd be like pro wrestling, it'd be like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. And then it'd be like... I know what you're talking about. Does that pro still wrestling. exist? Pro wrestling. No, I think we called it one time. Does it still work? No, I don't think Give so. Give it a shot. Put it on speaker. Uh, that's funny. You actually have it saved as tell me in your phone. <laughs> yeah, because it was such a cool thing. Like, I used it would to, give a pro wrestling yeah, report. I used to dial it at, in high school on like the pay phone after uh, wrestling practice. You yeah, pay for that? No, no. It, there was no charge for it. For 1-800 numbers? Yeah, there was no charge for it. I remember. It's I used to always dial like 1-800-WET-TITS on the McDonald's, on the McDonald's <laughs> pay phone. I would dial it and then I would leave the phone off the hook. For whoever pick goes to pick up the phone to either see who's on the line or hang it up. How did you figure out that that's, that's six numbers? What do you mean? Oh, no, that's four. Yeah. Tits has four. Yeah. Who figured out that what tits was a number? I don't remember. Maybe it was you or Jared. Me. Definitely not. In, I don't know. I don't I remember, remember where I... Here we used to call people collect. Uh, back when that was a thing? Like as yeah. a joke. We would I try used... and call people like that because on the commercials... They they would have for the I think it was eighteen no what was it one eight hundred eighteen T or call collect or whatever Unless, yeah the guy would pick up and be like Bobby had a baby it's a boy yeah that's so what I, we, <laughs> that's what I did that's what I was doing for a long time so we used to d punch in random numbers and uh, pick up and be like Bobby had a baby it's a boy or yeah. say something else and then in like that short seconds yeah I would do that and, with same thing with wrestling practice if I had to call home I would be like uh like uh, come pick up. And hang up. And like 15 minutes later, my parents would pick me up or something. So. We also, on uh, New Year's Eve, we used to prank call random people. Say Happy New Year. And just say, Happy New Year. And they'd be like, wait, the same to you? Who is this? <laughs> like, they'd have no clue and we would just be laughing. We were kids when we did this. But All right, so what are your thoughts on his, uh, his dream booking of the Rumble? I don't know if I'd like to necessarily see that. Mm -hmm. Just because I want, like, Seth Rollins. I don't want Seth Rollins to turn into a... A megastar the same way Edge kind of did or CM Punk. Why not? I just feel like there's more to him 
Not that there's less to edge or punk, but... In what regards, though? Like, what do you mean? Like, I think that Seth Rollins... Because that's a... Ch- I mean, yeah, it's a cheap victory win. I but, mean, it doesn't I mean, have if he to does, be. If it he does win it at the triple threat match, though. No. That's not what he said. I know. So he's just sticking to this one? I think that's I just, fine. It gets him... He's a heel. He's a big-time heel. But how long... I mean, Daniel Bryan's celebrating. How long will their their match actually be? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I, c- I could definitely see this going down. I could see... I mean, I honestly... I want to see... Uh, uh, what's his face? I want to see Rollins win at Royal Rumble. Because I think that would be a great change of pace heading into the WrestleMania. I don't know. I mean, there really is no need for Lesnar to have the championship going into WrestleMania. Same thing with John Cena. I think uh, Seth Rollins has a lot to gain in going in as champion... And then you could even have, if he wins the championship, you could have him lose the championship to Daniel Bryan in the first opening match. The opening some, match of WrestleMania? Actually, I would. I don't know. Because I was going to say you could have WWE World Heavyweight Championship in. isn't about to be the opening match. It's not the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm not sure. He, he And he could only cash into one champ. There was only one championship. Yeah, it's only, yeah. It's only that. I'm not too sure. Um, All right, next comment is from. Let's see. What's that? Sage. Uh, Sage Tannenbaum. Hey, you guys. I am from Atlanta. If you could have someone in the current Royal Rumble, who would it be? They can be male, female, dead, or alive. Anyone with the current group of wrestlers in a Rumble. Thanks. Ooh, that's a good question. Alright, so just one wrestler that, from dead, live, past, present, male, female, that we will want to see in the Royal Rumble with the grouping that we have currently. Um, to be dead, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm unsure. It's like, I don't know. Um, in a current, but in a current Royal Rumble... With past, present, I would have to say somebody probably like, uh, I don't know. And I feel like if we do go with someone like Ultimate Warrior, we have to say like what era kind of, like it, like where they would be. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Mr. Perfect in there. There. I would go with, I think, old school Shawn Michaels. When he was complete, the heartbreak kid, heel. Uh, like WrestleMania 9 Shawn Michaels, I'd go with. I think that that young Shawn Michaels could put on a really good Royal Rumble with uh, the wrestlers that they have currently. Or maybe somebody like uh, Psychosis. Like, heyday Psychosis. I don't, but the thing is, I could see them, if they if they did do that, I could see it being a quick elimination from Ryback or Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, it's not like they have Kalisto or Rey Mysterio or someone that it could work with or psychosis Kalisto, in there. Maybe, yeah, but maybe it's our booking. Maybe we could say two. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going with just one. Maybe, maybe we could say Kalisto and Rey Mysterio happens to be in the Rumble again this year. Nah. I'm sticking with uh, Shawn Michaels, old school. Up next, we have Mr. Richards. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I am back and ready to rant. 
I will attempt to keep this rant somewhat short and hopefully it will make sense. Once again, I skipped Raw. Same here. To be honest, I didn't even read what I missed, nor do I even care. The product is terrible, but that doesn't mean I am not watching wrestling. I am watching more wrestling than ever. This past weekend, the States were introduced to a product that is nothing new to diehard die fans. As we all know, New Japan Pro Wrestling made its debut on traditional pay-per-view with English commentary. And what a debut it was. I enjoyed the show so much that I immediately signed up at njpwworld.com. For $8.37 a month, I have been watching some of the greatest wrestling matches I have ever seen. People, do yourself a favor and experience this. If, if you can get past the Japanese commentary, which I actually prefer over anything WWE offers, then you really cannot go wrong. I'm going to just chime in there. Um, I agree with you that I enjoy the Japanese commentary because it's kind of like when you're watching a soccer game from uh, overseas. Like the commentators, they're really giving it their all and... What? The way, no, the way that they they'll yell when they when someone hits a finisher. And so and so just uh, hit the finisher. No, it's nothing like that. Obviously, <laughs> Brandon has experience. Oh, I'm watching World Cup soccer right now. Um, but they kicked the ball. It was blocked again for the seventeenth time. All right, obviously the score Brandon, is zero Brandon, zero. Brandon knows exactly what he's talking about. The score is soccer's the worst sport to ever. Screw soccer. All right. Or football. Um, continue. My question to you guys is how much wrestling do you guys watch on a weekly basis or on a daily basis? I always have considered myself a rare breed because I watch wrestling on a daily basis. I have been watching wrestling since the early 90s. I spent many years as a closet fan. In high school, I tape traded ECW, CZW, and XPW shows. My fiancé and friends don't understand my hobby slash slight obsession. Anytime I go to Target, Walmart, or any mall, I search for action figures to add to my collection. What is your answer to as as to why you watch wrestling? What do you love about it? How do you respond when someone says, isn't that fake? It's been a great week to be a fan of wrestling. Not WWE, but pure wrestling. Hopefully Wrestling Kingdom 9 did well in pay-per-view buys and gained a bigger following for the future. Lately, uh, lastly, the Flips app is shit, period. Which is funny because you end on a, uh, the sentence on a comma. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag heal. <laughs> um, Alright, so me personally, I only... Alright, let's say Monday Night Raw. Like you, I really can't watch it. And... So I'm going to go with when I actually do watch. I even still can't really watch completely. So I'll go with two two hours for watching Raw. Because that third hour, I, I mean, give or take, skimming a few of the events. I'm going to go with, I think maybe I watch three to between three and four hours of pro wrestling a week. Just because, like, there will be times, like, right now, of course, to talk about it on the podcast, I do have to watch some of the clips. I'm not going to watch all of them because I cannot sit through this shit. So, I mean, Brandon yells at me for not watching a lot of the clips and uh, still speaking about it and giving my opinions. But it's so difficult to sit through some of this when you do have wrestling out there that's like New Japan, that's like PWG, Ring of Honor, and I have to sit and watch Raw? 
Even if it's for two minutes, a two-minute clip is torture at times. Um, so I'm going to go with three to four hours a week. And that, I mean, maybe I would be a lot more if I could watch more New Japan, but I can't because of schooling. And I know it's a, it's a weakness, just like video games. I know that I could end up probably watching a good amount of it and get lost in it, get lost in time. I what think I you? watch about, I would say roughly 12 hours. A week? Yeah. A day? Come on. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past you. No. So how, how do you get 12 from? Well, I guess WWE is five because you, for between Raw and SmackDown. You do watch Raw and SmackDown straight through. Right. And then we got, I don't know, we have the stuff in between. NXT is an hour where I watch sometimes. Sometimes I'll just watch TNA, a match. TNA, you'll watch here and there. there. Yeah. So. If I see a match that I want you to check out, you'll skim through it. And then there's other promotions that I'll watch. Lucha online. Underground you watch. Yeah, so it's here and there, 12-ish, 11. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I would love to watch it, but I feel like my time-wise, I you have to pick and choose. And <laughs> just, my answer was like, oh, I just watched the Iron Man match 12 times. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do we have? It's funny because I go, when he said that he when he goes to the mall, he goes, or Target or uh -huh. Walmart, he goes and looks for figures for to add to his collection. Yeah. I just simply go to look for... Just to look at the figures, see if there's anything cool out. I still go look at the figures only to see what because I'm so blown away at times at the the artist, pricing. The pricing no. is on, no, the pricing is unbelievable. Yeah, but the back artistic, in our day it was what two ninety nine, two ninety nine from rock bottom. Yeah, what rock bottom two ninety nine? A bone crunching action. Yeah, the jacks. Wow. I would get. That's where I got like Owen, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker. I think my first figure was probably like five ninety nine. I don't know. I mean, that was the price of like the Hasbro's. Yeah, my first figure I think was, um, I mean, be, besides the LJN figures, I had the LJN, Andre, Terry Funk, Hogan, um, King Kong Bundy. King Kong was actually one of my favorites to uh, use. Um, but Hasbro-wise, I think my first one that I've ever had was Undertaker. Well, the not one with Hasbro, the close in line. general. I mean, I don't know if I... I didn't buy the... The LJNs were passed down. From who? But I don't... Probably one, one of my cousins. Like, probably one of my cousins. Not on our side. I know, uh, I know... My first figure, it was the stomp action figures from Jax. Mm-hmm. They remember them? They were the... Briefly. They were... It was... I think... I don't know which series it was. It was the one with the scuba. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was when wrestlers would go on, like, they'd have outer space. Oh, so, uh, I hated that. I liked them. Like, the headbangers, they had DOA. The, so they looked like shit, but yeah. that, well, I went to Toys R Us. I still remember. I went to the Toys R Us in Carl Place. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get wrestling uh, wrestling, wrestling figures. My dad's like, yeah, you can only get one. I was like, <laughs> one? How was he going to wrestle? Uh, yeah. So uh, he, And then I finally, I finally convinced him, as we were online waiting to pay, I was like, finally nice. convinced him to get another one. So I got Rock and Austin. There you go. And the Stomp figure. I actually remember I got The Undertaker at Busy B Mall in Massapequa. Um, but, yeah. And then he uh, said, he, he asked, uh, what is your answer to why you watch wrestling? Yeah. I was just going to say, tape trading wise, I've never tape traded. I've never tra tape traded. I don't know if anybody did, but we would always somehow, one of my friends would get like, uh, was it the King of the Death match yeah. with like Funk and Foley? And we would watch that and mark out over. We would watch the ECW tapes. Ryder too or no? Uh, no, not Ryder. Um, um, CCW, I didn't 
I didn't know about, XPW I didn't know about. It was just really ECW and the stuff from Japan that we would talk I, about. I used to get tapes from my dad's friend. What tapes? Not like, ECW I would buy in the store. But I used to get like old, I have old, old episodes of TNA on VHS. When That's they cool. First. That's cool. That's yeah. like when it was good, when they had the ring and it was like entertaining. They had Saban and all those other guys. When they had a ring? <laughs> yeah, right. What do you mean by that? No, a six-sided ring. No. What do you mean? Back when they had four sides. Four sides? Yeah. I don't recall then. In like 2002. I don't recall. Um, all right, why so do you watch wrestling? Why do I watch wrestling? I watch wrestling because it is a form of... Um, I say it all the time. It's a form of this escapism. It's a term that I heard, uh, what, um, Mike Quackenbush use. Uh, I don't know where he got it from, but it's a form of escapism where you lose, How you <laughs> yeah, right? where you just lose everything that usually goes on in reality and in your world. You don't have to worry about your chores. You don't have to worry about anything. You just lose yourself in and engross yourself in pro wrestling and the entertainment and the aspect of everything going on. Um, I mean, I watch it for currently. I watch it for that escapism fact, but I also watch it because I'm I'm curious as to where they're going to go. Not with storyline. I mean, with storyline wise, but also where like building up wise and everything else. Just to just out of curiosity, see what they want to do. I don't expect to see a match that I would see at PWG. On WWE television, right? I mean, if, so for WWE is pure, it is sports entertainment. I mean, yeah, it's pro wrestling when they get in the ring, but I'm paying attention to the entertainment factor when I'm watching PWG or uh, New Japan. I'm watching it for the pro wrestling, and I screw the sports entertainment aspect, the promos and everything. I want to see that wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess, I watch it just for, I mean. I mean that sometimes out of habit, but yeah. it's just it's just something that's been there for more probably more than half my life. Yeah, I mean it's been around for a good amount of. I mean I've been watching since ninety two. You've been watching since like late ninety seven. Yeah. So um, and how do you respond to when somebody says, "Isn't it fake?" I say, say yeah. It's as real as me, you or me. Oh, I no, agree with kidding. them. I, I think Piper said that quote. I or, tell them, yeah, it is fake, but so is that. movies and everything. I mean, yeah. just because it's fake doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. I mean, people watch TV shows and movies and they enjoy it. I know that it's scripted, but I yeah. do know that when I'm you... Like, you guys watch NBA. I know that when you get in that ring, yeah, it's scripted, but you still put your bodies on the line and you still get hurt. I mean... Both Brandon and I have helped set up a ring before, so we know what goes into like that ring and how yeah, hard that that's yeah. a hard surface. That's two by four, uh, two by fours, and steel beams underneath. Yeah, there's that. nothing under that, really. I mean, growing up, I always thought that it was kind of like a trampoline. It is nothing like a trampoline. That shit hurts. When these guys talk about the pain and popping pills and everything, if you ever feel an actual ring. Y'all understand why? Because these guys are going I mean, day go, in and day out. Like that, you smash it. Because if you push down, it feels like it's padded, but it's not. I it's mean, not like it's there's. It's kind of like if you've ever it, if you've ever cold. had an amateur wrestling background and you've been on, in a wrestling right. room, okay. that kind of foam feel, where it's yeah. where it's not it's not soft. It's hard. It's like it's very if you, firm. If you press it, it's it's 
it, soft it, burn. And that's a little bit, but... But if you fucking get slammed Yeah, no matter how, how you... And because, especially, look what it's on top of, I mean. So... Yeah, it's on top I, of wood. I mean, yes, it's fake, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean that these people aren't uh, putting their bodies on the line for my entertainment. And then, and then when people... Uh, keep going and saying, yeah, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. I just say, you can't do it. I don't even care if people I, can... T- I don't know. No, I'm very, I'm very no. like, easy going with it. Uh, no, it's what like, I- screw you. I know you can't get in there and do it. I've seen people. I, I This year, I mean, this year alone, I mean, I already heard two people say, but it's fake. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know it's fake. I mean, But it's, you can't me, do it. I can't do it, but I mean, it doesn't make a difference to me who can do it and who can't. Yeah, it is fake. It's it's acting. It's I it's acting at its finest. I mean, they get you to believe everything that they're doing. I think they're some of the best actors. That's why you have so many wrestlers. I think that's why they some have some of the best actors. I don't well, know. some of them need acting classes. But that's also what, in NXT and whatever they do have acting classes. So I mean, there's a reason why you have that. Um, all right. So this one's from Jasmine. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, right, we answered everything. Yeah. All right. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks so much for another awesome show. It is always greatly appreciated. So, Wrestle Kingdom 9 was on Sunday, and holy crap, I fell in love with pro wrestling all over again after watching. I actually woke up around the time the pre show started, put on a pot of coffee, and proceeded to watch what I think was one of the best wrestling shows I have ever seen. There was uh, there was the fun tag match that opened the show, and then later on the night, we had Nakamura vs. Bushi, which was probably my personal favorite. Also, I thought it was bizarre and kind of genius how Kenny Omega supposedly shaves his arm a few days before a show so that on the day of his show, he can use the stubble to create a saw arm. I've never seen anything like that. The guy himself is bizarre. He's a lot of fun to watch, and I can see why JR and a lot of other people see some Brian Pillman in him. I think it was around this match that I realized I didn't really need the coffee anymore, by the way. Um, you want to talk about that first? About needing coffee? Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> uh, I definitely, I, with the Kenny Omega, that stood out to me alone. I love the fact, I don't know if... He came up with the story, or if Jr. or Stryker came up with that story behind the 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 arm saw, it makes sense though. But I mean, it, it was such a it's a one of those stories that you you hear it and you're like, all right, I, I'm buying it. It makes sense. I mean, if you've ever felt something like, even yeah. if, right now, if I feel my mustache, it, <laughs> it's like it it hurts. And I mean, for the tag team match and stuff like that, we're definitely gonna break down a little bit further. Not too much further though. Uh, then, of course, the main event be- uh, between Okada and Tanahashi was sick. I have to say, Tanahashi has some really good high-flying moves. It was really hard not. Uh, it was really hard trying not to wake up everyone in my apartment during the show. So uh, now, I'd like to ask you guys what your favorite match from this event was. Thanks again for all that you do. And by the way, I was laughing when Brandon, I assume, tweeted during the Saka- Sakuraba versus uh, Suzuki that he slapped Dave out of excitement. I completely understand how you felt because I wanted to go around the whole house slapping everyone awake at reverse anamsage. Um, my match, I agree with you, hands down, was definitely Nakamura versus Ibushi. Yeah, I would have to say Shinsuke Nakamura. 
versus Ibushi as well. That was definitely my favorite match. I mean, and then to I mean, I think that match was I think that match was better than Tanahashi and Okada. I I agree with you. I would put that ahead. I, I mean, I was, was a big the fan match of, of the night. I even tweeted saying that oh, could man. probably be Naito. Naito, Naito what's it? Naito. Naito. Naito versus Styles. I thought was actually really good. It was one of the, my, it was one of the best matches I've seen from AJ Styles in such a long time. Like there's just so many different, and as we'll break down, every single match had a different aspect to it. You had your high intense tag team. You had your hard, strong style hitting. You had your um, MMA-ish style. There were so many different aspects, and it was just a lot of fun. Um, I highly suggest that everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, go. they have the replay all month long, and it's well worth it. Um, definitely well worth it. Renegade was mentioning it is eight, uh, $8.37 a month for the uh, NewJapanWorld.com. That may be worth it if you get the pay-per-view. Uh, if you get to rewatch this pay-per-view, do it up. You may not get the JR and Striker on the commentary, but it's well worth your time. Uh, Where do you want to go into after this now? We could go right into Wrestle Kingdom 9. Alright, let's go into this. It's interesting to me that all the... Uh... All their shows take place on January 4th, 2015. I mean, not 2015. Just January Oh, in general. 4th. I know, I, I since, do like... Since what year is that? I'm not sure, but I do like the fact that they maintain that. Since January 4th, 1992, when they had Super Warriors in Tokyo Dome. It's awesome. And then they had Fantastic Story in Tokyo Dome, Battlefield Battle 7, Wrestling World 96, Wrestling World 97, Final Power Hall in Tokyo Dome, and, and just, then... They had Wrestling World from '99 to 2004, and then I guess Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom started in uh, 2007. And just to like go down to some of these names, like it's if you need some, uh, what is it, uh, valid reasons to check this out, to check out Wrestle New Kingdom, Japan. A like lot of Wrestle these. Wrestle Kingdom 2007. You had uh, Albert Prince Albert. You had Kaz Hayashi. Takamichi Nuku, Tiger Mask. Jushin Liger. Like, I mean, you had Nakamura. But even if you go to way U- back... Eugene Nagata even was right. I mean, but even if you go way back, if you need valid reasons to check out New Japan, a lot of the legends... Let's go from way back w- to 92. Yeah, legends from WWE uh, made appearances at New Japan. You have Owen Hart. You had Chris you, Jericho. You had Arn Anderson, Larry Zabisco on this first car. You got Dustin Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes teaming up. Scott Norton, Vader... Um, El Gigante. Great Muda, Sting, Steiner Brothers, Luger. Antonio and Noki wrestled. Yeah. I mean, there's so many... That... Yeah, Luger was in the co-main event for the WCW Championship. Nick, yeah. let's go to the next one. See what else... You got like, Liger versus... Ultimo Dragon, Dragon versus... Yeah. Ron Simmons, Sting. Like, these are legends. You got the Dude. Hellraisers, which was Warrior... Uh, Road Warrior, Hawk, and Power Warrior, which was... Um, What's his name? Kensuke Suzuki. I mean, there's just so many legends that have made appearances in New Japan Pro Wrestling that I still think that this is better than WWE. I mean, Hulk Hogan, you don't get any better. Brutus Beefcake, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Sting? I said that, yeah. I don't know. But you could go through there. You could go check it out for yourself. This, the alumni page is amazing. 
All right, so let's get on to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, it took place at the Tokyo Dome. I guess 36,000 people were there yeah, around they, that. They started with, I mean, we keep on seeing different uh, numbers as I, to how I many people see, were there. I could see 36 being a very reasonable. That's the thing. I've seen 50. I've seen in the 40s. So, but in the well, dark. The, the Tokyo Dome itself holds. I've seen different numbers for that too. I think it holds like, let's say 70 for a concert. I don't know. 40 for baseball. 46 for baseball, it says. Nah, I don't know. Uh, in the dark match, you had Yuri Nakata. It's Yuji. Yuji. Yuji? Yuji Nagata. I don't know. Is it J silent? Or no? Yui? Yui? I don't know. Yuji Nagata? Yeah. Yuji Nagata defeated Captain New Japan, El Desperado, Hiro Saito, Saito, Jushin Thunder Liger. Skip right over the Great Kabuki. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he's on the... Let me get get to him, all right? Well... Nakanishi, Tanaka, Taichi, Takamishinuku, Tamatanga, Great Kabuki, Tiger Mask, uh, Kamatsu, Yoshihachi, and Fujiwara. Um, Fujiwara. Yeah, I out of all of those, one person that stands out to me is El Desperado, because I think I mean you have a lot of well-known wrestlers in that field. El Desperado is fairly—I don't want to say fairly new because I don't really know his career, but he is a very talented wrestler, and I think that 2015 who Desperado, 2015-2016 could be a big year for Desperado. I'm very. I was very impressed with him, his debut uh, with New Japan, and what he's been doing since then. Just very innovative stuff. Um, but as you mentioned, since his debut, Kabuki, his 2010 debut. Yeah. No. Um, 2014 return to. Yeah, the 2014 return. There's a lot of big names in here, though. I mean, Fujiwara. That's the Fujiwara armbar. He innovated that. I mean, a lot of these guys, even like Eugene Nagata, he's been around for years. Yeah, I mean... Not years, years, but... No, I mean... And 20, then, maybe? You, you just had so much... I so really much wish this like, was... I really wish instead of having to watch that like 30-minute fucking video package of the same shit over and over again that this was on here, because I would have rather watched this than... I know, but they had to. But this was available, I believe, if you ordered that New Japan World. Yeah, it was I available like, to them. I like, I ordered the pay-per-view at what time was it? Like, I, It I was after, it, what, Backdoor Slits? No, I ordered it at like 1 a.m., and it wasn't showing that it was ordered. So I called up Cablevision, and I was like, I need to order pay-per-view. You guys, like, called the other day. You said I could just order it at 1 o'clock, and it'll be fine. And he's telling me, he goes, oh, well, it doesn't show that you ordered anything. I was like, I, I definitely ordered it. I click ordered and confirm. I was like, did I order this? And I told him the, the video that was on before. It was, what was that? It was girl on girl. Slit liquors, oh, yeah, slit, slit hardcore liquors. slit liquors. Slit liquors, that was it. And he goes, "Sir, you could just tell me the it's an you, adult you, movie you, title. You don't have to tell me what the movie title is." <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I'm just reading it. It could be the Powers, Mega Powers, for all I know, or whatever. And <laughs> Mega Powers, Avengers. I mean, Mega the Avengers all over the face. But uh, the show kicked off. We had uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon, as the champions. Uh, defeating Forever Hooligans, Time Splitters, and Young Bucks. 
And, like, I just love this. I love matches like this because the moves that they do are just so innovative. And it just looks like it's just so creative, the things that they put on. When they have to uh, combine one moveset with the other, it's just very creative. Uh, speaking of the Young Bucks, uh, 2K announced this Tuesday that the new moves pack is coming out. I think it's, like, $2.99. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think there's, like, 30 new moves but they announced three moves, and the three moves that they announced, they said uh, a spiral power bomb. Okay. Which I'm almost certain it's the one that what's his name does Chris Saban or um, Super Crazy used to do. All right. And then they announced the Spike Tombstone, uh. which I assume is the Indie Taker, given that the other moves are that. Okay. You know what that is? I don't think so. The Young Bucks. The, the Meltzer Driver? No, the Tombstone they do. The one that... They're where he lifts him up, and then the other one does the springboard and lands it. Yeah, it's the Meltzer. When no. he does the flipping... No, not a flip. Alright, I think I know what you're talking... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Where he comes down with the split leg and the other yeah. guy with the Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember the other move that they said, but it was... Oh, it was the... The backslide powerbomb, which is the ricochet's move, I think. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, so I assume it'll be a bunch of indie moves. Uh, Red Dragon picked up, retained the championship uh, following cha hitting the chasing the dragon. But a very fun match. Um, next you had the Bullet Club. Let's see. Bullet Club, Bad Luck, Fat, uh, Fale? Fale. 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 Bad Luck Fale, Jeff Jarrett, Tan uh, Takahashi with um, Karen Jarrett and Scott Moore taking on Tenkoji, which is uh, Tenzin and Kojima, uh, Koji Kojima, Kojima and Kojima Hanma. And Hanma. Um, I think this match was probably my least favorite. I'm gonna disagree with you. I think Jeff Jarrett really served absolutely no purpose in this match. No, I, I disagree with you on that. I don't I know. I think that Jeff Jarrett's for... a big, big part to having the match, especially because of the because name of the state way that. It ended or what? No, because of the name state that Jeff Jarrett is. He is a part of the uh, Bullet Club, and I yeah. Mean, but how do the... how do you feel about him being in the Bullet Club? I'm it's not the a same fan way of it. I feel. So. I'm not a fan of it, but so I, I do... think it's kind of. But if you're gonna, watered, it's like a watered down match to me. Yeah, but you need to include Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's look got at the, the GFW on his name. Exactly, and look at the the crowd enjoys uh, enjoyed seeing him. He he was in great shape too. Yeah, he's in really good shape. He was shape. in great it's shape. Just, um, it's, it's not it's pointless for him to be there. I think. Well, Jeff Jarrett uh, served his point. He hit the guitar shot on Takahashi by accident. His teammate uh, costing them the match. Hanma picked up uh, the victory and was featured a ton. Um, one of the storylines going into this is Hanma, he was undefeated. Um, what was it? Let me just uh, scroll this. He was 0-10 in the G1 Climax. And building up to everything, he was he kind of had that Daniel Bryan storyline-ish where he was the underdog, um, not getting the victories or anything, and the, them not using him. And then they featured him big time in this match, and he picked up the victory for his team. And that's why the crowd erupted the way that they did. So it's weird watching an event and not knowing the storylines. Story yeah. yeah, I had no clue. And then uh, up next we had the eight-man tag match where what is it? 
uh, what is their name? Suzuki Gun, which was Davy Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, Shelton X Benjamin, and uh, how do we say it? Izuka. Izuka. Let's say let's go with that. Uh, they lost to uh, what's this? Mikey Nichols, Marafuji, Shane Haste, and Toru Yanu. Yanu. I think I, I both of us can say we were super impressed with uh, Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. Yeah, TMDK were definitely impressive. Um, so this was an inter-promotional match for... It was, yeah. Um, Yanu, Yanu was trying to... Originally it was Yanu and his tag team partners, which they didn't announce. They, he didn't have any. Versus Suzuki Gun, And Yanu ended up recruiting these guys from Pro Wrestling Noah, which is... Um, I don't want to say their competition... Because it's not like a WCW versus WWE, like what uh, Stryker was making it out to be. It's not like that. It's, they were working. Like, they're working together, like ECW like. and WWE, if anything. So, but he recorded these guys from Pro Wrestling Noah, and it worked out. Um, it was nice seeing Taka. I just wish I saw the pre-show. Yeah, um, Maru Fuji is one of the current uh, Pro Wrestling Noah champions. He's the GHC champion. Um, and I thought it was a good match. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if Suzuki Gun, maybe I, they'll invade Pro Wrestling Noah at some point. I think this one, though, had the second least impact on me, though. I'm going to say that this for, had the... For me, this had the least. The least amount of impact? Yeah, I picked I the think, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, it was I tough. Be, between the last match... I think just because one. that Mikey Nichols and uh, Shane Haste were That's so... True. Good in this match. They were like, fuck, man, these guys could be in WWE right now. I mean, it's tough to put on one of these matches, too, just because... Like, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people in it. Yeah, there's a but, lot, and it's tough to spotlight. But for the fact that it's three people I know on one team, I expected more. I expected I a lot mean, more from seeing from Shelton Benjamin. Not that there was anything bad about it. It was I mean, it was a quicker match. We so. saw the three things from Shelton Benjamin we expected. Yeah, exactly. We saw the it was a, it was a fast match. So what could you? I mean, you can't fit. Yeah. A no, I, I agree with you. It. I would put this match ahead of the uh, the last match, this six man tag, and that that choke slam that Lance That's Archer what I did. did. That yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. Oh yeah, you I'm changing my yeah, I'm changing. But that choke slam from Lance Archer that was insane. Um, next up, you had. Uh, U, uh, UWFI rules match between Suzuki and Sakuraba, um, both veterans of the wrestling ring. And the match, a, the match can only end in a knockout or submission. Yep, just to clarify, it was knockout submission, very uh, grappling style. It was interesting because we don't really see something like this on a daily basis or even monthly or yeah. yearly even. I was a big... I mean, they the way that they're grappling, it put the Gracies, how they were wrestling in New Japan, it put their matches to shame. Their, match, their match or matches, whatever I shits. saw, their one match was garbage. Yeah, but this the way that they were grappling back and forth, wrestling, the mat wrestling, it was... It was great. Yeah. It was, and it was a great change of pace going from the quick speed of the uh, the tag team match to the multi-man tag team matches to this grappling uh, altercation. Yeah, and it was just like two hard-hitting guys were like, oh, I'm going to hit you, and I'm not even going to care that I got hit. I'm yeah. about to fucking hit you. Uh, Suzuki picked up the victory following a real uh, weird naked chokehold. Uh, uh, completely made him pass out. Made Suzuki uh, Sakuraba pass out. A lot of fun. Yeah. 
And then we had the uh, never open weight championship up for contendership, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And uh, Makabe actually picked up the victory uh, against uh, Tomohiro Ishii. This was second. This, I mean, it's so difficult to pick a favorite match in this, but this is definitely should be up there for one of my favorite matches. I don't know about you, but I mean, we were we were flipping out a lot during this. Because of the amount of Larry's that they were doing. And there was one point where Maccabi... What's the difference? I don't get it. The difference between a Larry and a clothesline. Do we know? I think a Larry... Clothesline, you kind of run through the person. Well, Larry, well, just I mean, hit? I think it's the Larry same Larry is a lot more... I don't know. I always figure a Larry gets a lot stronger. Um, well, but Stan Henson used to do it. Yeah. Maccabi... Makabe? Makabe, I think. Makabe? I, I just think a lariat, I feel like that's a Japanese thing. I, I, I might be completely wrong. Well, I mean, look um, at look where it's more famous. I don't know. Makabe, uh, they were comparing him a lot to Bruiser Brody because he came out to the Immigrant Song, um, a version of the Immigrant Song, which is from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, he doesn't, and they were making he doesn't a lot look of, anything like... No, I don't... I mean, but his in-ring style, I think they were talking more about how uh, his stiff work and everything like that. But I didn't see the comparisons too much. Makabe's wrestling of... style and character is heavily influenced by the late Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Known as the Unchained Gorilla, Makabe is known for his violent, bloody style, often illegal, illegally employing steel chairs and uh, chains to his offense. So I yeah. guess we didn't see that. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that we. I mean, we he does we did see that he, he comes also out with uses the Brody's All Japan Pro Wrestling theme song. Yeah, the I'll be in a cover, but. Yeah, but it, I was very impressed with that match. I mean, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much either. Lariat. In wrestling, a lariat is when an attacking wrestler runs toward an opponent, wraps his arm around their upper chest and neck, and then forces them to the ground. This move is similar to a clothesline, the difference being that in a clothesline, the wrestler's arm is kept straight to the side of the wrestler during the move, while uh, yeah. in the lariat, the wrestler strikes their opponent with his arm. Yeah. So I, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just like straight yeah. out for a clothesline. Yeah. For a lariat, you. So lariats are essentially a very stiff clothesline. Yeah. Um. Next up, you had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line as Taguchi unsuccessfully defending his championship against Kenny Omega, uh, the Cleaner. With um, at ringside Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson making their presence felt very strongly. Um, not, I mean, we can't say enough about Kenny Omega, or at least I can't. Kenny Omega, his arrogant style, he, he used the hairspray or deodorant, whatever he had during the match. Um, he had that new move, the air chainsaw, with his, uh, um, his arm. With his arm, yeah, they called it the air chainsaw. It was a lot of fun. Um, just seeing Kenny Omega, and then... Which I don't think I've ever seen that before. Oh, I think we said that earlier. I don't think we've ever seen somebody use arm hair. Yeah. But it really does make sense. It's like, it really, I mean, it won't cut you or anything, no. I don't think, but I, it I, does hurt. I marked out for the fact, just the thing about Kenny Omega versus Dolph Ziggler, or something like that. Like, I, I even tweeted, I could see them putting on a great match together. What if they did wrestle each other? That would be... Where did Dolph... Oh, Dolph was the... Uh, Deep o, Alright. I wonder if he spent time with Kenny Omega at all. Probably not. But uh, after you got more to talk about Kenny Omega and Taguchi? No, sure. Got anything to add? No. Uh, after that, we have... What is it? Mayu Tag. Hiroki, uh, Hiroki uh, Goto 
and Katsuyori Shibata defeating the Bullet Club, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the champions. This match was for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, so uh, new champions there. Bullet Club was actually not on their own as well. They had uh, Tonga and Amber O'Neill, well, Amber Gallows or whatever, yeah. uh, at ringside too. But um, oh, right off the By the story, way, sorry to go back a bunch of matches. Karen Jarrett. Jarrett? Yeah, how do you say it? Karen Jarrett. We could call her Karen Karen Jarrett. Jarrett. What a waste of space in that match she took. She didn't really take waste what? that much space. She was in the match while the um, match started. Um, it's like, get out of the ring, y'all. <laughs> Somebody say something about some accent? <laughs> we, we'll get onto her a little bit later. Yes, you will. Um, hey, now. Um, so there was a part of the match in the beginning where I really thought that they weren't be able, going to be able to compete against the Bullet Club where Goto hit Shibata by accident. Um, but they were performing excellent from both tag teams. You saw a lot of, uh, maneuvers, um, in competition. Gallows looked great. Doc, uh, and, uh, what yeah, is uh, I, Anderson I, looked at Anderson. I don't know if I said this on the show, but getting fired from WWE did wonders for Gallows. It did wonders for every, uh, well, not everyone, but yeah, I mean, honestly, look at uh, if it was Yoshitatsu. Look at Trent, the year he was there. Brian Myers has been doing a bunch of shit. Yoshitatsu. I, if, if Yoshitatsu was not Except injured. For the injury. If he was not injured by sure, AJ Styles. he would have Styles, been on this card? Is that what you were going to say? Yes, he would have been on this card. Um, but but I, I didn't know what to expect going into this with Goto and Shibata because we saw so many so many strong matches with them and I didn't know they were tagging up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that I they were tagging up for so long. No. Normally you Why do when I, I say tagging up. Um, but this is Shibata's first, tag, uh, first uh, championship. In Ever? New Japan. Yeah, in New Japan. And this is Goto's first tag team championship win. Not junior, he's been junior, but this is his first uh, actual championship. Um, but over... Wait, no. Let's see. It says New Japan Pro Wrestling tag team championship one time with Goto. World yeah. Tag League. I, I'm not seeing anything The G- G1 Tag League. Oh, Shibata. Yeah. Yeah, for Shibata. Shibata with Goto. He was the he was given the Fighting Spirit Award, which is an award. Tag I don't know what world bout. tag league is. That was the that's the G one tag. Uh, no, I'm I'm going on cagematch.net. I guess you just get a tournament. It's the first title. Yeah, it may have been. Yeah, this is. Oh, first this was this wasn't for the the winners of this tournament get the get a title shot. Assuming they don't already hold the titles. Oh, yeah. So, so I guess yeah, it is his first actual championship. Yeah. So okay. Very meaningful match. Um, next up, you had AJ Styles taking on Naito. Na- Naito? Naito. Naito. Dato. Dito. Naito. Um, I thought that this was, as I said before, an awesome match from AJ Styles. Um, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth action, a lot of action on the outside of the ring. Styles ending the match with the top rope, uh, AJ, the, AJ, the Styles clash. Yeah. The way. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest here, all right? I don't want to say Top it. rope. AJ Styles going for the Styles Clash. Do you cringe? Yeah, because especially in 2015, 2014 yeah. even, having seen everything that's been going on I know. with the, the Styles Clash. Every time I see him do a Styles Clash now, I cringe. And I cross my fingers that we don't see something devastating take place. Um, 
And if you think that you, if you're a fan that's hoping to see something, you're you're a sick fuck. You're uh, sick. You're sick. Yeah. So, but that was a lot of fun. That was a good match, I thought. Up until this point, I guess I was mainly, mostly disappointed with the fact. That last year's Wrestle Kingdom had all these great entrances and everything. Yeah. Like, I was expecting maybe we will see the DeLorean again for the Time Splitters. No, there wasn't anything special. I mean, there were so many different things. We saw pole dancers last year. We saw, the, as you mentioned, the DeLorean. We saw Bullet Club coming out with uh, bazooka guns. Yeah. And a lot more. I did think uh, it was. Geisha? Geisha. Geishas. Geisha, a few Geishas coming out. <laughs> But there's a lot. I did think it was interesting that they had... I don't know if that's always like this in New Japan, but they had the entrance and then they had an exit, like a special... I thought it was smart. It was a great way to it's have It's definitely your, a great way to, uh, to speed up, up time, yeah. Especially when you have four hours or whatever and you're planning on giving your last two matches. You're la giving your last three matches at least 15 minutes. I mean, the last two matches went for 20 minutes and then 30 minutes. So the way that they, the time-wise, it was perfect. Spot on. Um, next up, you had your IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, taking on Kota Ibushi. Holy shit. This match, if you were somehow falling asleep during this, this match woke you the F up. Nakamura coming out, very uh, getting the comparisons to Freddie Mercury as the showman. Which I don't, I don't get. Freddie I can see it, uh, just for the showman. I can see Jimmy King. I yeah. I can't see Freddie Mercury. I, I gotta say though, Ibushi getting very cocky during the match. Something I don't know if we're used to seeing, but Ibushi being very cocky uh, in regards to imitating Nakamura during the match, yeah. doing his corner move, doing his taunts. Was this the match where we saw? Uh, was it Ibushi doing the, the that moonsault that fucking yeah beautiful spot picture on. perfect triangle moonsault to the outside spot that was on. phenomenal Nakamura Nally, I mean Nakamura does have that MMA background uh, we've seen that it's just in crazy MMA. to know that he has a victory over Kurt Angle in too. MMA New Japan in yeah. New Japan he beat Kurt Angle he faced uh, Brock Lesnar uh, I think he trained with Brock Lesnar there was a time. Where WWE a few years ago was actually going to sign Nakamura, or he was training with Brock Lesnar. There was something with Brock Lesnar and him training, um, and WWE was interested in bringing him in. And why they just never? I'm not too sure, but this was before he had this gimmick, I believe. It was when he was uh, like a pretty boy, um, before this badass style. But he nailed this flipping armbar during the match, which he, was beautiful. He defeated Daniel Gracie. Man, it was a beautiful flipping armbar. Uh, we saw Ibushi net rock. Wait, no, that's not a flipping armbar though. What's he call it? Um, let's see his moves. He's got the cross. Oh, cross arm breaker. Sometimes when he's flying. Yeah, all right, f flying cross arm breaker. But that Bomaye that Ibushi did once again, stealing no. uh, Nakamura's moves. Okay, yeah. Where he nailed him with the with the Bomaye. Me and Brandon both flipped the f out. That was the knee. That yeah, the running knee. See that? That's uh, like I, I don't know whether I. It it was like I don't know. I'm still like hung up on it. What? Because to me, it was almost like a shining wizard, but yet yeah. nothing like a shining wizard. It was 
It was definitely a knee to the to the fucking. <laughs> it was head. like one of those you you saw it and regardless of if it connected or not, you were shocked that you just saw that. Um, but then there was towards the end of the match, there was one point where they both looked like they were going for running Beaumaniers, and they both and, yeah, they both connected at the shins. And when that happened, I was just like, like you cringed, yeah, just with that once you heard that impact. Um, but then uh, Nakamura hitting um, what did he hit? I forgot what did he what he nailed uh, Ibushi with, but then he ended up rocking him with the Beaumaniers to the back of the head and picking up the no uh, standing up and picking up the victory. He he hit the Samoan driver in the match too, right? Maybe that that may have been the lead to the Bomaye then. That's I guess he calls that the landslide. Yeah, that may have been the lead up to that. But oh, holy shit, this was right now. This is easily a candidate for match of the year. I mean, nothing else. <laughs> no, but when, this is one match to remember when. Uh, yeah, we just got to fucking remember that January 4th, 2015, yeah, it's, that when we go, what is it? It's going to be December something, December. But like, th- this match overall was a lot of fun. There was really no dull moment in this match. It would be like December 23rd or something. <laughs> there was no dull moment in this match at no. all. And I, I, it was just, that's. And this is all, I mean, I'll get your thoughts overall after. This is if you want to watch uh, one match from this pay per view, definitely check this one out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, you had the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Oka- uh, Ta- uh, Tanahashi defending his championship against Okada. Um, uh, another awesome match, and I keep on relating Okada to Randy Orton. I see such a similarity in the ring and. Physique wise, maybe physique wise, old schoolish Randy Orton, but even still, I see such a, a similarities between the two of them. Yeah, and I guess the cocky attitude, as yeah. well. And he's so young too. He's only twenty seven. Yeah, I mean that blew your mind when you found that out. Yeah, he's because I mean, how long she's in his forties? Because how long have we been hearing about Okada? I feel like it's for been the past, for the past few years. He's been in the top five wrestlers of the world. Yeah, so and I mean, it's amazing that none of these people. I would be shocked if WWE didn't have these people on their radar. But the thing is, New Japan, I'm sure, is paying them good amount of money to stay there. Um, I mean, and look at the popularity that they have in in New Japan too, compared to. What I thought you get. said the population in Japan. I was oh. like, what? <laughs> uh, a lot of big things took place in this match. Tanahashi rocking Okada with so many high fly flows. Uh, yeah, he rocked him to the outs on the outside of the ring, inside of the ring. On do his you back, like that though? Chest. Like that's your finishing move, and you you just you could hit it. I like it. I'm good with it. it it's an impact move. I impact. Mean, it's a it's, it's a, a frog, frog splash. I I think a frog splash does have a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, but impact, sometimes though. he does that when he's standing up. Yeah, but even still, it, it's but it's spot. On. It's like it's beautiful to a point where it's just like there's no flaw in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you see Eddie Guerrero do the frog splash, and the way that they that he could just how the maneuver looks mid air. It's just there's something about there's a beauty about it. So you're saying Eddie's is bad. No, I'm saying that there's moments where that move just has a beauty about it. Oh. I mean, even when D'Lo Brown was doing that move, it, it's just... Yeah, but they're all, again, like they're all different variations. Variations yeah. of it, but... Um, and a big, big takeaway as well. Okada 
nailing Tana, finally hitting Tanahashi with the Rainmaker, uh, the Rainmaker clothesline, and Tanahashi kicking out. There was a lot of like one, two, two and a half, two yeah. and three quarters. I believe that matches. this is the first time that, that anybody ever kicked out. Yeah, of the this Rainmaker? is the first time anybody has ever kicked out of the Rainmaker. I believe. Um, but a lot of fun match. Um, it was just a little bit slow to get into. The opening of the contest was a little bit slow, but it, gradually it picked up. And by the end, I think it ended around like 5.30 a.m., 5.45 a.m. Yeah, We were that. highly engrossed with everything that they were putting on. And 6 a.m. came around. And I wanted was, to play 2K15, and Dave's like, no, I got to go. I was, re- I was ready to play, but <laughs> the thing is, once it... Because playing a video game, you know it's not going to end with just one more game. One more match. Um, all right, so let's talk commentary-wise. J.R. Striker. Well, you, usually, didn't even, you didn't even mention the fact that after this oh, match, yeah. uh, Okada was crying. Yeah, Okada crying. And uh, Tanahashi celebrating like crazy. I thought that that was a little bit much. Yeah, I, I mean, think so, too. I thought that... I thought for sure he was going to get jumped by... Either jumped, or I thought that they should have cut it uh, cut it out a lot sooner. But I don't know if that's, if that's just uh, GFW's presentation of it, or... That's true. That New Japan the... may have ended it a lot sooner, but overall... But even it... still, I guess people were expecting the air guitar and... But even still, you Which had the air guitar, fan but... went home with an air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's get on to the commentary-wise... JR, there was moments where JR couldn't keep up with the pace of like the tag team match. But I don't think it mattered as much. No, but the, the thing that does matter is that I think that they did, the two of them together, meshed very well. Yeah. I, thought and I think, I'm almost certain this might be their first time or maybe yeah. once before ever working together. I think that this is their first, I think Stryker uh, tweeted about it being their first. Okay. But they worked really well together. I did like the fact where there was moments where Stryker did sound a little bit cocky towards JR, but JR would put him in his place. Yeah, and I thought... Like with, yeah. that, with the Bruiser Brody stuff, how... Oh, yeah. I Stryker, just called him Frank. Yeah, Stryker was... He corrected Jim Ross. That's I hate that about Stryker. He'll correct the people that he's on commentary with. And I feel like that's like, go with it. Or don't do it as dickish. Like, um... Jim Ross made a reference to Bruiser Brody, and Stryker made a reference. He's saying, like, well, he was King Kong Brody when he was in New Japan, or something like that. Oh, right. Here. And then Jim Ross was well, Frank. Yeah, I just knew him as Frank. And I thought, like, I thought. He held his own against Stryker's cockiness. Yeah, I think overall they did a phenomenal job uh, being a commentating team. I just, there was points here and there that, whoops, that I didn't like where just Stryker. When I guess when Stryker had too much to say it was a bad thing. Yeah. Like um when Stryker was saying shit, I completely forgot what I was gonna say. You didn't say that. Oh, when he said, like, hey, what shout out to Vampiro. Oh yeah. Like I, you don't need to do that. Yeah, you're currently you're, working you're not, with him yeah, on the Yeah, but Lucha you're not getting you're also did they pay you for that advertisement spot? Yeah, you didn't need to plug the podcast to barbershop window. I yeah, didn't get you know, that. I I thought that's very bush league. I loved I loved Jim Ross's response to that. He goes, "Well, I only know one one yeah, podcast, which is which is Mark and I." A few other things. Uh, the last time, a little few interesting notes I wrote about this. Uh, Suzuki, but oh, match- ba- sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. because commentary, man, it was fucking awesome. 
It was so awesome hearing if that, could, that Jim Ross calling matches and everything. If, if they had another New Japan event uh, brought to you by Global Absolutely Force and you had not. English commentary. Absolutely fucking not. Why? Would I want to watch it again? All right. I know. <laughs> All right. So if, if it wasn't... That's a once in a lifetime, If brother. it wasn't at the 2 a.m. that it was, if it was early in the night, would you? It probably. I wouldn't have... I, it's... It was cheap enough that yeah, it's like I, 30, 35 I think bucks. That, I think that's the most struggle of it is because oh, it was so late. It was 2 a.m. going till 5.30. But see, I didn't, have, I didn't have a – I got tired. I didn't get tired of it. It was just the problem that it really screws up your schedule because then you're sleeping a little bit later. And I, I don't like that. Not to me, I guess. I mean I, I got tired maybe halfway into it. And then I got like my second win. Yeah. I was like – I was good. I'm just going to chime in. Uh, Suzuki, he wore all white. He had his hair dyed white, which usually he wears all black and everything. And where you're wearing white, I guess that's a little bit more aggression, like you mean business. Last time he wore a white attire and everything like that was in 1995 when he faced off and defeated Ken Shamrock. A little fact. Also, Tanahashi uh, translations. He did get on the mic and he... Bad mouth Okada. Really? Yeah. He's to- he told him on the mic. He was uh, talking a little bit, but he said that Okada what is still s- still so... I was going to... No. You're very insulting, <laughs> you know. No, it's not. I'm actually speaking Japanese. But he's, he's, he said he's still so far away. I, I guess in regards to um, being on Tanahashi's level or the That makes no sense, though. They've been trading off, haven't they? I believe so. I have it up right here, actually. Uh, Okada, yeah, Okada was champion twice already. This is Tanahashi's seventh uh, title reign, by the way, which I think that's crazy. Seven title reigns. Because it was Tana... Uh, yeah, they've been trading. It was Kojima, Tanahashi, Okada, Tanahashi, Okada, AJ Styles, Tanahashi. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta... I don't know. Some of Tanahashi's... I mean, they're all lengthy runs, too. Yeah, that's the thing. And that Tanahashi is- was the first one. His first title reign was after Lesnar, they uh, vacated it because Lesnar wasn't able to defend it because of the visa problem. Yeah. So when, uh, I guess, Lesnar beat Fujita for it at the Tukan Suzo New Chapter mm-hmm. in 2005, and then July 2006, it was vacated. Even if, it's a lot of fun going through like the heavyweight championship for New Japan and just seeing who else yeah. was champion. I mean, Bob Sapp, he was he was champion. That's weird. Yeah, that's but weird. Uh, I mean, Vader, Inoki, Scott Norton, Lesnar. Um, There's not many American names here, but not many. No, but it's still cool. Like Scott Norton, he was what in WCW. Not much, and then Japan. He was a, always one of my favorites, though. He was like, a fucking legend in Japan, so. I mean, he wasn't a favorite of mine in the ring, but he was a favorite of mine in the video games. Just because I always liked playing with the guys that had power bomb in his, I believe he had, like, power bomb and shoulder breaker, which is fine with WCW versus World, I believe, or whatever. Well, Scott Norton's um, finisher was a brain buster. Brain buster? Yeah, and then he had the flashback, the overhead gut wrench backbreaker drop. Gotcha. Dropped into it, and then he had the release power bomb as well. What? Yeah. Um, what else? What else didn't we like about New Japan? Nothing. No. Um. But what did you think about this presentation? At because you've never 
I think once the Dominion that I showed you. I watched you Wrestle watched... Kingdom last year. Did just you? not live, obviously. What did you? Uh, how did you enjoy it with this being one of your being fairly new to New Japan Pro Wrestling? How did you enjoy it, your experience in a whole of this entire pay per view? No, it was really good. It was. I. It was obviously it was a lot different than. Some, I didn't expect it to be match, 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 match. I, I wasn't expecting that either. But overall, it was good, and I didn't even need. I didn't need to know who these people were. I just. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the pro wrestling aspect over the sports entertainment aspect of it all. Um, who is Guido or Gaido? Guido. Guido. He's the Okada's one with Okada. manager. But who? Like, what is his story? It says. He was called by some in the United States the Dusty Roads of Japan. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Um, following that, just to run along with... He New debuted Japan. in 89 with New Japan Pro Wrestling's parody of WWE's Rock and Wrestling Era. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Alright, so let's keep on with New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling New Year Dash 2015 took place as well. Uh, some matches to note. There is uh, only one championship on the line. The NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Jushin Thunder Liger, defeated El Desperado, which I'm actually, I want to see that match. Um, a few other matches. You had all of Bullet Club in action. Bullet Club, I think, mm, no. I was going to say that they uh, went undefeated, but... No, the Time Splitters beat them. Yeah, Time Splitters beat Omega and the Young or Bucks. Or Time Splitters and Taguchi. Yeah, Taguchi. You had Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, and Tama Tonga defeating Chaos, uh, Okada, and Yano. You also had Bullet Club defeating AJ, uh, consisting of AJ Styles, Gallows, Anderson, and Takahashi defeating Goto, Tanahashi, Shibata, and Naito. And I guess was um, that that was Cody Hall's New Japan debut? Or? Yeah, um, this is actually, I guess, Carl Anderson introduced Cody Hall as the young boy of the Bullet Club. So, I guess he's the newest member of the Bullet Club. He is training with the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo. Where? Um, in Japan? or Yeah, in Japan. And that's what he took his dad's money for? Uh, no, I was just kidding. It's not really... <laughs> it was a joke. Really funny, Brandon. Why? Um, yeah, it was. It was topical. Yeah, you mean typical. No, no it was typical. Topical. No, Fuck typical, you. Brandon. It was topical humor. Um, I could see this being very beneficial for Cody Hall, though, especially in the New Japan Dojo. I could see him gaining a lot of experience there. I mean, that's where everybody gains experience, right? Yeah. Um, I I'm sure that Scott Hall spent a bunch of time in Japan, right? Yeah, he did. Um, pretty much everyone did. Yeah. I, I think that's something to take out of this is that it looks. It seems like everyone that won on Wrestle Kingdom lost on this event. Pretty much, you had. Uh, Nakamura losing. You had uh, Tanahashi losing. Uh, Tenkoji losing a ton more. But overall, it seems like they've been setting up uh, the next two pay-per-views. The new beginning in Sunday and uh, the new beginning in Osaka. Um, both, I believe... Okay, the first one uh, is February 11th. That is... Do we want to run down these matches real quick? I mean, you could if you want. I don't think it's necessary, though. All right, I'll quickly mention the main event one, then. Uh, IWGP Heavyweight Champion Tanahashi versus AJ Styles. You got the Tag Team Championship on the line. Goto and Shibata versus Bullet Club in that rematch. 
IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Champion Omega versus Taguchi. You got IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship on a three-way. The Red Dragon versus Time Splitters versus the Young Bucks. And then on February 14th in Sunday, you're going to have New World, um, New World, NWA World Junior, uh, Liger versus Chase Owens, NWA Rob Conway in action versus Tenzin, um, Never Openweight, Maccabe, 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 I'm never going to say it right, versus Ishii in the rematch. When and is, when is the ROH event? May? Which, uh, yeah, I believe in May. IWGP Intercontinental, Intercontinental Nakamura versus uh, Nagata as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, they announced uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be having their, um, I guess, hopefully annual event with teaming up with Ring of Honor. Um, they announced it for May. Should be a lot of fun. Should be interesting. Um, what else did you want to speak about in this first half? You want to cut to... Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, take a break right now, and we'll be right back here on Markin' Out. This is Amazing Kong, and you're listening to Markin' Out. <laughs> Welcome back to Markin' Out, episode 205. Uh, thank you for joining us on the second half segment of Pure uh, Frustration. Yeah, this is where everything is about to go downhill, not for us, but for everybody listening about this content, because this content sucks. We'll start, the content doesn't suck, it's the stuff that they gave us to work with that The content. Sucks. No, our, the content is us. I don't know, the content provided. The content provided to us, yes. Let's uh, start this off with SmackDown. Which I forced Brandon to do some good, bads, middles. Uh, let's start off with the uh, middles. Yeah, let's start with the middles. Uh, SmackDown opened up. Edge and Christian were out there uh, talking about what happened on Raw last week. And a limo pulled up to the arena with J&J security in it. And then they had this pointless bit, which I feel like Vince McMahon just gets off on these little tiny things that he just throws in there for no fucking reason where the driver, their limo drivers, walking, whatever... And Jamie Noble or Joey Mercury say something, or he said the the limo driver said something, and then they said something like, "Oh, it looks like you stepped in it," and the guy had shit on his shoe, like he was tracking shit everywhere, and they like stupid. zoomed in onto the shoe. Like, what was the point of that? Very stupid. That makes no sense. And then afterwards, they came out, and everything uh, past that is pretty much just a jumble of pointlessness. And uh, I think they just. Completely underutilized Edge and Christian for SmackDown. Yeah. Um, you had, how could you, I mean, use them further after that shit that happened on Raw with Triple yeah. H coming back and Stephanie. Um, you also had the uh, Bray Wyatt defeating Eric Rowan in the middles. Um, I thought this was a good match. It was a good match. The one thing that I didn't... Well, you know, right off the, right off the bat, right off the bat, Bray Wyatt started the match trying to make Eric Rowan lay down for him just to take the loss there. Yeah. Eric Rowan, no. I, and I thought that was great because it all plays on the past, especially toward, at the end of the match where Rohan... Rohan? Rohan uh, Rohit, picked up... Uh, Rohit CR2K. There you go. Where he was um, he was ready to pick up the victory over Bray Wyatt, but then Bray Wyatt was pleading with him. He grabbed his head, and it, it was as if he was talking to him... Um, and then, out of nowhere, Sister Abigail. Well, he said, remember, I'm your father, or whatever, something like that. 
But honestly, nobody cared about this match. Everybody in the crowd, it was so heavily edited to make it sound like people were like, oh, they were adding in O's. Like, come on. And yeah. I think if if uh, if it's not a pay-per-view or the tickets aren't like $20, I'd say stop going to Raw and SmackDown at this point. Yeah, I'm, there's no way in hell you'll catch me at one of those events. Unless it's at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, there's no way in hell you'll catch me at one of those events. Madison Square Garden is a big venue for Monday Night Raw. Um, you also had R-Truth and the Osos defeating Gold Star and Adam Rose. This would be in my bags if I was able to choose, just for the fact that it's very confusing why R-Truth can pick up the victory over these guys, especially Adam Rose. I feel like just, nothing happened in this match, though. Why is I still don't get why R-Truth is there being used the way that he is being used. And uh, the only thing to take away from this match, the only thing that really happened was the Rosebud, the Rosebuds trying to attack R-Truth and the Usos afterwards, which to me, again, that made no sense. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. And then uh, our last middle, we have Roman Reigns defeating Rusev via disqualification. What a surprise that it was a disqualification. If you didn't predict that one, well... this Honestly, this has to be some sort of records for the most DQs now. I'm not even sure what that record is, but we could probably make one up. Like, if there's, a, if, there, if there's a, a record for most... For having the most matches with a DQ finish, yeah. Rusev, come on. It's getting to a point where it's just enough. Yeah, Big Show came out during this match, and instead of the match actually having an ending, Big Show pulled out Roman Reigns and beat him down. And Roman Reigns eventually escaped and tossed Big Show over the announce table like he did to him on that Raw and then pushed the table over onto him. Big, mm -hmm. big whoop. Um, let's go on to the beds. Uh, in the bads, Big Show getting a countdown victory over Ryback. Um, yeah, poor, during during poor booking during the match, the Russian flag came down uh, as Ryback was about to hit the meat hook clothesline, and Rusev came down towards the ring, and Big Show hit the WMD. Uh, Ryback got into the ring right after the ten count, so mm. that was that. I mean, Rusev basically costing. Ryback the match there, and then afterwards Rusev attacked um, Ryback, but he couldn't lock in the accolade. Ryback escaped, and then Rusev walked off like a bitch yeah. again. Makes no sense. I don't get the booking of Rusev at all. I'm with you 100%. And then our next bad, we have Dean Ambrose versus Curtis Axel, Axel which didn't happen. Uh, Dean Ambrose just beat Curtis down before the match, and... Uh, one point I thought was really cool during that, though, was when Curtis Axel went to throw Dean Ambrose into the ring. Dean did, like, a little 619-esque move to stay outside, and it was like a, not even, I don't know what you call it. It was cool. I don't know. There's no reason for uh, for him to be booked like this, Curtis Axel. There's no reason for Curtis Axel to be booked like this. Especially with the NXT thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know exactly what I'm saying, so continue. Well, no. What were you going to say with NXT? I was going to say that. And nothing else? No. Yeah, so... I mean, if you're trying to build him up in NXT the way you're trying to build him up, why... This is like the same thing with the Ascension. Why were they on that NXT episode to lose? Why are you going to have Curtis Axel go to NXT, go to William Regal and ask him for this shot, 
And then, boom, the match doesn't even happen because Dean Ambrose gets the better of him. Give it one's taped a lot uh, ahead of another one, but still, you got to use your smarts with this shit. Yeah. Well, let's get on to the goods because everything else sucks. Masters of the Universe defeated Los Matadores. Fan of their finisher, the Ricola Bomb with the Blockbuster. That's what it is, the Ricola Bomb? Yes, sir. What is the Ricola Bomb, though? That's just Cross-arm a... power bomb. Oh. Yeah, so Cesaro, I like the move that when Cesaro did his swing and Kid hit the dropkick. I thought that was cool, too. But yeah, like you said, there's a cool finisher. And uh, the last in our goods, we have the Ascension. Very surprising that the Ascension are there, but they're not there for this. Defeated Lance Anawahi and Rhett Titus, which I guess we're not supposed to know, but we do know. And we discussed it last week, but it was really cool seeing Lance on SmackDown. And uh, I know we discussed it last week, like I just said, that they made the match. The reason why this isn't the good was because of Lance and Rhett. This, this was... I mean, Lance took the fall of... Right? It's called the fall of man? I don't know. The fall of man, I think, is their finisher. He made it look really good. Whatever it is, the Ascension are not going to be going far. Yeah. And they cut that promo. Or not... They didn't cut the promo live. It was the video package saying, First, there was LOD. First. I mean, sad. Then there was Demolition. Now there's the Ascension. And we said it last week. It's not them that... They don't... Yes, they have the face paint and look-ish... But it's not what the Road Warriors or Demolition that they remind us of. So wasn't that their promo on Raw? No, their well, the promo I guess it was a repetitive one live on Raw. But all right, so let's get on to Raw and that bullshit. Monday Night Nitro. I barely watched it. I don't give a shit to watch it. No goods, no bads, no medals. Just all fucking bullshit. Uh, Monday Night Raw opened up with the entire roster being ringside. John Spe- John Cena was speaking about how sorry he was that he had to break uh, his promise and bring back the authority. I guess you could rant for maybe five minutes on this. Darren Young was just randomly there. Why? Great return. Like you, that makes no sense. That Great makes return. absolutely no fucking sense. And then uh, after that, Triple H and Stephanie came out, cut a shitty promo. Uh, they had Rollins come out, and Triple H ended up making the match, David's match, at the Royal Rumble, a triple threat match between Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Seth Rollins. Uh, they, I mean, you want to talk about that? I don't know. I'm just pissed off right now. I don't want to speak about Raw because Raw, there's nothing to speak about. This is all bullshit. But listen, 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 listen. You're happy, you're happy that the Royal Rumble match is taking place there. Yes, and I'll be honest, I'm not watching Royal Rumble, I'm not tweeting Royal Rumble, I don't give a shit about Royal Rumble, I don't give a shit about Raw, I don't give a shit about SmackDown, I care about NXT, I don't give a shit about uh, Main Event, and I don't give a shit about uh, Superstars. So WWE can go fuck itself right in the ass. Fuck them. Okay. Uh, They also made a John Cena appreciation night, but uh, the creepiest thing during this whole segment was the fact that Goldust and Stardust were wearing Goldust and Stardust masks. So if you didn't notice that, go back and look for that because it was like some creepy Saw stuff or something like that. Uh, But Triple H ended up making a match right then and there. Bad News Barrett versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. Bad News Barrett uh, defeated Dolph Ziggler ultimately, but after Ziggler picked up the first win... Kane came down and made it a two out of three falls match. Uh, 
Bad News Barrett picked up the second fall, which his theme song played. I don't think... Has that ever happened, ever? No, that what, that's what happened when you don't communicate with your uh, production staff. Yeah, so I've not, I don't remember after a second fall that ever happening, but uh, the match itself was really good. Uh, up to the second fall, though, uh, no, not up to the second fall. The full match itself was good. It's just, like you said before we started recording, it's tainted. I couldn't watch the entire match because it was tainted. There's no reason why Bad News Barrett should be picking up a championship victory in this fashion. At all. Especially if he's supposed to have such a strong return. And you're... what Ziggler's a joke. And for the fact that... Well, Bad News Barrett returned to go against Cesaro last week, getting cheered. Now, boom. Now he's just a cheap lackey or something. And I think as soon as Triple H announced that this match was going to be for the Intercontinental Championship, I... Had a feeling Ziggler was going to lose it. So up until the next time Wade Barrett gets injured, we'll see him being champion. Yeah, next up you had... Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Next up you had the Ascension versus local jobbers picking up a victory. Uh, their promo mentioning LLD again and everything like that. They're talking about how they would demolish them or whatever. Well, and yeah, and then they, they said... Uh, they were like, what is it? He goes, what a rush. And he's like, more like, what a joke. Which I guess... Uh, might have been in poor taste. I don't know. A lot of people I saw, a lot of wrestlers themselves were really pissed off at that. Lance Storm being one of them. But I don't see... I mean, to me, it doesn't make sense. It's wrestling. I mean, they did this in maybe... I want to say 2005, 2006, when Eminem shit all over Hawk. Granted, Animal was there. I... And Animal even commented on this saying that... Uh, the people in charge of WWE are basically stupid or something like that, but which is agreeable at some points, which is funny because his brother's there. I, I think that is bullshit that you're wait, you're using such a thing with LOD and demolition with this tag team. It's not going to help them. This tag team, as I stated from the start, they are doomed. They are fucking doomed. It's funny. Yeah. They, they weren't mentioned, though. They weren't mentioned at all. You were saying they are doomed? Like yeah. They are Ron Simmons. But uh, but what I ultimately really hated about this was if you're trying to build them up like uh, the Road Warriors or like Demolition, why are you going to have JBL on commentary right after they say that comment about LOD saying how that they can't even carry LOD's bags? Yeah, you know. Why are you gonna bury the Ascension as soon as they did that? If you're trying to build them up, yeah, you don't bash them. I mean, I overall, it's awful commentary. It's awful product. It's stupid. I mean, there's no who really wants to watch this, unless you're a diehard fan. Like, no offense. I mean, I'm a diehard no, fan. No, and no I don't want to fucking watch this. That really doesn't have anything else to be watching or anything to be doing besides watching Monday Night Raw live. Me. Why the fuck are you going to waste your time sitting in front of your TV hoping that you're going to see something that you haven't seen before and you know exactly what you're going to be getting? What is the point of sitting there and giving them the ratings, giving them their money, <clears throat> giving them the time of day that is so precious in this world, your time <coughs> of life? 
Why are you going to be spending it on such, bless you, on such bullshit of WWE current product? I mean, honestly, the only reason why I think I tune in nowadays is, I mean, yes, here and there you'll here or there you'll have a match where you're like, wow, that was a good match, like Bad News Barrett and Ziggler with a shitty all around surrounding that. But I think the main reason why I watch Monday Night Raw is so I can live tweet with people that watch our listen to our show or even just follow us on Twitter because it's fun interacting with people and uh, um, interacting with people who have the same exact opinion as us or have different opinions. Some I don't people give a like shit it. to anymore. I don't give a shit to. I'm not that I don't want to talk to the fans. I just don't give a shit about <laughs> you don't watching. Want to talk to the fans. No, not that I don't want to. No. Like I do want to talk to them, but I just don't give a shit. Talk to me about Gotham. Talk to me about American Horror Story. Talk to me about something that I actually care about and actually want to give my time into talking about. WWE, Raw Live, I do not want to give my time into talking about because uh, at the uh, when it's live because I don't care to. What would what would you, what would make you nothing? There has to be no. I am completely. I don't give a shit about any storyline that they can put forward. Put the strap on Daniel Bryan. You know what? I won't give a shit. I'm not gonna. I it if, won't tune me in to watch the three hours. Comes that comes over, then so they could destroy him. Yeah. I mean, I have no interest in watching Monday Night Raw for three hours straight when I could watch it on YouTube for three for a, I could watch a three to five minute clip on YouTube of the match I want to see. I mean, I do not care. Uh, well, after that, we had Roman Reigns defeating Big Show via disqualification because Big Show used the steel steps. That was a wasted match. We've been saying for weeks now, doing this with Big Show, putting Roman Reigns with Big Show is completely, that's not right. That's not right. That's not what you do to Roman Reigns. I have a buried alive match where the Big Show loses and doesn't get out of that grave. Yeah, but what? A buried alive match. Yeah, but doesn't get out of the yeah, grave? The grave. Yeah, but like, that's the it? Yeah, like he doesn't come back into the WWE ring because he should retire and that should be it. So he's not going to make his return at WrestleMania 20 with long hair? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, after that, we had Natalia defeating Nikki Bella. Paige ended up coming out to be in Natty's corner. This match was really quick where uh, Brie and Paige got into it on the outside of the ring and Nikki was watching, which allowed Natalia to roll Nikki up without Nikki even trying to kick out. Which I always fucking hate. When yeah. It's like you're you're full. Even Alicia Fox tries to kick out. Like it doesn't make sense when you're you, like you're full energy, and you get rolled up and you're just laying there. That doesn't. I don't understand that at all. But after the match, Nikki hit Natty and uh, as well as Paige, but Paige ended up kicking Nikki down. So maybe Nikki. Uh, we'll see Nikki versus Paige soon. And yeah. Especially with Total Divas, with Paige being, I would like to think, the, the rating drawer of yeah. this season. Especially so far. Oh, I'm going to just chime in over here. That Total Divas, I'm going to throw that with NXT because I'd rather watch Total Divas. I'll watch the entire freaking full hour of Total Divas without fast-forwarding to watch that instead of Monday Night Raw. I'd rather mm. watch fucking Natalia pretend... Uh, uh, over dramatically, uh, <laughs> I don't want them to if, think I'm a drug addict. All right, I guess we'll talk about that later because I'd rather talk about Total Divas instead of Monday Night Raw. What happened after that? Harper versus Rowan. 
Uh, with the referee, special referee, yeah. J&J Security. Another Which, match blown to shit. I, I almost feel like I have seen at least one other match that had two referees. that Like a normal match like that. But I can't recall it if if we even if I even did. But yeah, it was these are basically just like revenge revenge uh, matches. Luke Harper picked up the victory. They had to- they wouldn't count for Rowan. Another storyline they did drop Rowan and Harper. The entire Wyatt family storyline of their breakup they really uh went to shits with. Yeah. Could well, have done one a went lot to more. the good, one went to the bad. But you could have done a lot more yeah. with it. Very much so. And uh, they did a fast count for Luke Harper. And afterwards, Eric Rowan attacked J&J security, but Luke Harper came back in and took him out. Yeah, you also had Alicia Fox, Miz, Miz, Dad, defeating No, wait, Naomi. before that, though, you had the ambulance match. Oh, yeah, Bray Wyatt defeated Dean Ambrose. I still... Who gives a shit? I have no idea why this match took place. Who cares? I kind of enjoyed it. I didn't care. I kind of enjoyed it, though. I still didn't. I just wish they utilized the Gulf of Mexico. I could agree with that. And uh, I hate Eden announced the match uh, saying that the way you win is to have your opponent in the ambulance and have it drive out of the arena. As soon as the yeah. ambulance doors shut, though, that's Dean it. Ambrose lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way it is. Eh, well, when you announce something. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were complaining about Dean Ambrose losing. I think it was fine. If you switch it around, it really makes Bray Wyatt look bad. Bray Wyatt won, uh, won the past one, but Dean Ambrose has been picking up a lot of victories as well. I mean, it's been a back-and-forth feud. Like, there's no, there's no reason why Dean Ambrose needed to win that. It's not like a character killer or anything for him. I no. think for it does more for Bray. I agree. Alicia Fox, Miz Mizda defeated Naomi and Usos thanks to the distraction of Naomi. Yeah, Naomi did a harakarana to Alicia Fox and uh, I guess got out of the ring on the wrong side, which caused Jimmy to almost hit her, I guess thinking maybe it was Mizdow. Um, Miz took advantage of that and rolled him up. I guess grabbed the tights, as Michael Cole said. Naomi is such a clever heel. Clever heel. Why a clever heel? Uh, I I think she's turning. Before the match, what a stupid fucking thing. Before the ambulance match, they had a backstage promo, and Alicia Fox came to Naomi. It was like a, uh, earlier in the day type of thing, and she was like, oh, hey, girl, I'm here to apologize. And she's like, are you hungry or something? And, like, started beating up Naomi. It was like, what? But there's no food over here even. Yeah. Main event, you had Kane and... Uh, no, you had... Oh, yeah. Kane Seth Rollins. That's not the main defeat. event, though. Oh, shit. Yeah, Kane yeah. Seth Rollins defeating Ryback. It was supposed next. to be a singles match, but Kane came out again and cha- uh, changed the match, which I still, I really do not recall hearing Kane get put back into into a position, like the COO position, being in charge. What is it? The, author- the authority get brought back? I don't recall hearing Triple H or Stephanie saying, oh, by the way, Kane is in charge know. again. Stupid. Um, main event, you had Big E defeating Adam Rose. By, by DQ. Um, oh, I said that weird, right? Yeah. It was <laughs> you know, honestly it was the best match of the night because you had the Masters of the Universe uh, yeah. dressing up. Two rosebuds attacking them to uh, and also Woods and King Kingston, but they revealed themselves to be Kid and Cesaro, the Masters of the Universe. Uh which at least uh in the main event of Monday Night Raw, people who could be main events 
in the future or the future in general of the company were part of it. Look at who was in the main event. You had Adam Rose. Maybe maybe one day he'll be the future of the company. Cesaro, Kid, Kingston. Hopefully one day we'll be saying this down the line when we have kids or something. Like one day these guys were jobbers on the main event of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, that was Raw. Let's talk well, about... No. We got to talk about the ending. <sighs> Triple H and Stephanie were out there cutting a really, really shitty promo, which made me think it was rewritten at 10.30 that night, uh, which I guess a lot of the news sites are reporting that Vince McMahon didn't like the original script of it, didn't didn't think it sounded enough like uh, Triple H and Stephanie, so everything they were saying was uh, Vince McMahon, apparently, except everything they were saying, they were flubbing their lines every chance they got, so that looked sounded awful. Uh, they had John Cena come out, which again, it was John Cena Appreciation Night, where attendance was mandatory. Uh, they also had Ryback, Dolph Ziggler, and Eric Rowan come out. Then Triple H fired them and not Cena. Why is Swagger not out there? He was the first person to step up for Team Cena. Will Sheamus have any uh, repercussions? I doubt it. He was one of the people. Yeah, I don't. I doubt it. Also, but Raw ended with Stars and Stripes Forever. I think that was what the song was. Uh, that was playing, and confetti was falling, balloons were falling, and nobody looked pleased with Raw. The crowd was absolutely dead. And I wish Vince McMahon, who or whoever is in charge of wrestling today, meaning Raw, meaning SmackDown, takes their head out of their ass and changes the way the current product is. Which, again, almost makes me think maybe you can have an opinion on this too. Maybe Vince McMahon is like Bialystok and Bloom. Maybe he's trying to Maybe. purposely have a flop. Maybe he's trying to make Raw and SmackDown flop on purpose. Or maybe Triple H is that person in, in Vince's ear being like, yo, this is what we got to do. This is really good TV. Just because he wants NXT to be, it could the, be the next big thing. It's working because, yeah, it's working completely. I mean, here, I'll be the first to admit when Raw sucks. Raw fucking sucks. I I hate it. it. I hate admitting that because I absolutely like watching wrestling. I absolutely am a huge diehard WWE fan. I but when you give this, cannot say it's, that not, I am it's not right. It's not right. It's fucking bullshit. If you want to, you know what? You can't even say, if you want to make a stand, don't watch. Because, yeah, because so many people yeah, will watch you can't, and it still doesn't not, matter. Yeah. Regardless, I'm going to watch it. I can't. The, Let's talk about Total, Total Divas. Uh, you had Natalia eat some pot brownies or think that she was eating pot brownies. Well, at, yeah, because Paige, Paige. Paige was like, you know, there's uh, magic brownies or whatever. Yeah, magic brownies. And bad brownies. news, Barrett was there. Somebody made yeah, a meme Fandango. saying, somebody made a meme saying, I have bad news for you. Sure. I think it might have been WWE Universe who made that. That's but. funny. Um, yeah, I thought that was completely funny because the next day they were working at it and she's like, Oh my god, I'm feeling very sick. I'm feeling this, and I'm like, <laughs> Paige, I'm like, Paige is like, Natty, you're on a treadmill or yeah. whatever. I'm like, are she you? She goes, serious? my hands are clammy. She goes, you're working out. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it it's funny because so I, I, I feel dramatic. like I feel like I could be that way though. Like I could picture myself like that. Like I've never done drugs or anything, but if somebody tells me I had a pop brownie, I'm like, oh my god, I'm now I'm paranoid. Are they are Just people stupid? And then, then she gets into an intentional car that crash. That was so stupid. Like, it looked so... And how come Cameron didn't get hurt? Where she that had to retire. Stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement from the Raw announcement general manager. I meant to say anonymous. 
Is that anything special or no? It's just a retweet. Retweeting. Retweet. Can I get a new day? New day. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. New day. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. New day. New day. New day. New day. I'm not going to do it. No, he's going to do it. New day. <laughs> yeah. But what else happened on Total Divas? Uh, you're leading up into SummerSlam. Um, I just, it's so stupid. I like, hate that it's so taped in advance. It it's shouldn't five be. months ago. It shouldn't be. Because I guess for your people that don't know pro wrestling, it's still, okay, we'll watch it. But if you're a fan, this has nothing to do with current modern day. I would like to know, someone who doesn't watch any wrestling doesn't even know who John Cena was before watching Total Divas, what they think of the show. From what I hear, they like it. I mean, they must. It was yeah. voted whatever award. Um, and then, I guess on the next episode, I mean, you saw the Bella Twins started to heat up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you saw uh, Eva Marie, she's going to be undergoing some sort of a surgery. I'm going to take a wild guess. I mean, they haven't stated it or anything. I'm going to take a wild guess at it being ovarian cysts being removed. Um, Just because she said to Jonathan that she doesn't like... She didn't want kids anyway. Well, no. not even. I, I said ovarian cysts even before you told me that. Because oh. then you said how that make that would make sense. I, I say that only because... Oh, well, right. Because well, she we knew that she was out for surgery, but we didn't know why. And everyone's like, oh my god, she got no titties. No titties. Yeah. Plus, you could... I mean, when the in the surgery scene that they show, it looks like they're not really working uh, on the upper body They're portion. working on her ovaries. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully everything goes well. Everything's good with her. Yeah. And hopefully, you think, hopefully everything's all red. Every... Wait, what? What's this thing? All red, everything. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, let's talk about TNA. Uh, they made their debut on... Destination America? Yeah. Uh, which, funny, because I was getting ready to change to Spike TV. I, I was up until like the last two minutes before the show started. I was like, oh, shit. I saw somebody tweeted saying, oh, Destination America. I was like, right. I got to go there. Very funny, because I was thinking the same thing and I about TNA being on, and I was still not tempted to change the channel. No, I had to, I had to change the channel. I just, I didn't know what channel Destination America was. Yeah, I, I just didn't care. It wasn't going to Spike or Destination. But uh, TNA, I had such high hopes. I had the highest of highest hopes for this, being that I thought it was going to be live, being that I thought that uh, new new station, new logo, new start to everything. Um, Boy, oh boy, must have you the been event, disappointed. The event started at 7 p.m. Their actual show on Destination America started at 9 p.m. Uh, I want to say a very good job by Destination America in that they had a whole day. They had a whole marathon of TNA starting at like noon. So Smart to introduce your uh, watchers. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Like Spike TV, I don't think. I can't see them ever have done that. No, they have too much... That. They have too many shows that draw better ratings. Not to say Destination America doesn't, though. I I'm mean, not. I'm not sure what they have. They have. I mean, I don't know of any like actual shows, but they have like those fun shows, like oh, let's go Carnival Eats or Ghost Hunting here, no, stuff no. like that. Um, Why aren't they going to be disappointed when they see those ratings? <laughs> they probably should have stuck with that Carnival Eating. So the event opened up 9 p.m. Everybody, the whole roster. I well, okay, okay. This is you had the good guys in one place, you had the bad guys in another place, and they met up just like the sharks and the what is it, the cowboys? What is their names? 
don't you know. saw that. The West Side, that Story. thing. Yeah, what are they? Sharks and the uh, Cowboys or no? No, not the Cowboys. What is it? I don't know. Sharks and somebody. The, I'm just going to say the Cowboys. They met up and they started brawling and it led into the arena and they all just brawled in the in the balcony, uh, by the ringside area, all over. Why would you... Why was that a, a hot opener for you? Yeah, it gets the crowd. Oh my God, this person's fighting here. Oh my God, this person's fighting here. But then you're showing seats that aren't sold. Why would you want to show that on television? I have no no idea. Why? I would even want to see that even if the seats were sold. I didn't think that was a good opener. And Kurt Angle then came down and said he's giving up his uh, position as whatever he was uh, to become an active wrestler again. Great. Yeah, put your body on the line for TNA. Which I really, I don't understand. Yes, I guess the rumors were that WWE couldn't offer him a, a short, not a short-term contract. What is it? Uh, like Lesnar had or RVD? But I don't think they wanted him to wrestle at all. They didn't want him wrestling at all? For, that's what I read. They don't want him wrestling at all in the ring for them. Too much liability. Okay. They, but they told him, I guess, that they want him to come back to the WWE when he's done wrestling. And use him as a trainer. See, that, I mean, it sucks because it really sucks for the fact that Kurt Angle chose to stay with TNA and actually wrestle. I don't want to see him getting hurt, but it sucks if that's true with WWE because I would love to see something like Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler or Kurt Angle versus Cesaro because I think they could really put on good matches. But this just turned into a street fight between Kurt Angle and MVP. Big fucking whoop. Yeah. Uh, you had Revolution, the tag team champions, which I had no idea. Neither did I. Abyss I and even... James Storm defeated the Wolves. Um, yeah. You had... With, which I guess Manic and Sonata or James Storm's dudes, which we, I knew that. Yeah, but... I knew that. I didn't know that he was tag team champions with Abyss. I had no idea. I... Yeah. <laughs> and then that. afterwards, uh, Low-Key, the X Division champion, had a match with Austin Aries. Austin Aries, new champion. Uh, I'm fine with that. I just, whatever. It's, I mean, it was a good match. I think this was the match of the night. I mean, how could it not have been with the other fucking... Right? Listen, what, the best parts about Impact, because after that, basically, well, I'll actually I'll keep talking about it, because they had the TNA Knockouts title Battle Royal, uh, Taryn Terrell, who is the champion, defeated, uh, but the beautiful people were in the match, Rebel, uh, Madison uh, Rain. It ended Gail up Kim. being Gail Kim, Havoc, and Taryn uh, <clears throat> in the final three. Uh, Havoc goes to eliminate uh, Gal Kim. Gal Kim, you had your little everybody over, Taryn to Yeah, Gal, Gal Kim got eliminated. Havoc got eliminated by Taryn. And the lights go out. The lights go out completely. All of a sudden, lights turn back on. And Awesome Kong is there. Yeah. I was so happy to see that. I had a dream the night before that... Awesome Kong returned to wrestling, <laughs> but she, I think she had more of a girl, uh, like kind of like that girly gimmick that she had in Shimmer for a little bit or Shine. Uh, I think Shine, um, kind of more like that, but she was getting taking a moonsault from someone off the turnbuckle and she jobbed to someone, yeah. So she returned. Uh, it's weird to see her back in TNA having that. I guess, beef that you heard so much about on the internet a few, maybe years ago. I yeah. guess she, what is she, not like Gail Kim or does she not like I, TNA in general? I think TNA in general she didn't like. 
Yeah, but I'm happy to see some sort of face-off between Havoc and and uh, Awesome Kong because that's what happened. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's, it should be entertaining. But let's see what they do with it. I, I mean, again, I also I wish um, I wish these two were in WWE. Let's just say I'm gonna be paying attention to the YouTube two minute clips a lot. <laughs> Not actually tuning into this show to right. watch this. Though. Yeah, no way. Um, I'm, it, I'm giving this up on DVR right now. Yeah. you fucking want me to tune in? Absolutely not. Um, but before we even talk yeah. about the main event, because the main event was nothing, well, who gives a fuck about that? Um, the the best things of this show were the fact that Josh Matthews made his debut with TNA and is now on commentary with Taz. Uh, I thought I always thought they worked very well together on commentary, and it's really it's surreal turning into a different company and hearing these two talk about wrestlers that weren't in WWE for the most part. Um, but I think they were uh, the best part of TNA, this episode of Impact. I think uh, Awesome Kong was the best part, and I think that Austin Aries and Low Key match was. The TNA Heavyweight World Championship match, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I just said way too many names there. Lashley defeated Bobby Roode. Yeah. It was an almost 20-minute match. Uh... Lashley's now the new champion. And there were goons and that came Samoa down to the Joe, ring. Yeah. yeah, goons came down to the ring, and it turned out that Bobby Roode's friends, Samoa Joe and Low Key, were the ones who turned on him. And uh, Eric Young came out to make the save, only to, no, hit hit Bobby Roode. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, and I have to say, Ethan Carter was also really entertaining. Uh, JB was out there to introduce somebody. I have no idea who they were going to announce. Sharp boy. <laughs> Let's go with Shark Boy. No, it had to be a big return because Shark they Boy. were no a huge return. Shark Boy. No, somebody like Shark Shark Man. AJ Styles. AJ Styles was going to be there. <laughs> AJ Styles was going to be there, and uh, better chance of Chris appearing on TNA. Again. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suing WWE. I'll see you as Christian Cage. But uh, JB was out there to introduce whatever, and. Uh, it's funny because before this segment even started, I was like, dude, just shave it off. Because he's got like that comb over going. Yeah. He's so fat now. He looks so weird. Like he He's to... a super uber mark. Yeah, well. Uber mark. There's nothing wrong with that though. But uh, Ethan Carter and Tyrus ended up coming out. And uh, where did Tyrus sh- held down? Uh, oh, Spud. Rockstar Spud. He called him out. And uh, Ethan Carter ended up shaving... JB's hair, which I thought was fucking hilarious because I was like, yo, he needs to get his head shaved yeah. because he's just balding on top and Ethan Carter. So. Good timing. Good timing. So hopefully in TNA, this episode was fucking shit. And apparently from what I what people wrote into us saying that from being there, uh, they were very bored and a lot of people were chanting bullshit. Uh, speaking of bullshit. NXT chants. I really? That, I read that there's a lot of NXT chants. Speaking of bullshit, though, a lot of the chanting, uh, I guess maybe you're not allowed to say bullshit on Impact, on Destination America when you're in the crowd, because it was being censored every half second, less than that. So if Ethan Carter's sitting there cutting a promo and people are chanting bullshit, Ethan Carter's promo or the commentary is getting cut off. I thought that was awful. I think it looked a lot different and a lot better than uh, when they were at the Manhattan Center last time. It was like more rough kind of 
darker. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was a fan of that or not. It lo- looked very amateurish to me. Yeah, well, um, but I was hoping for something big, and I got a big pile of shit. No, oh for man. the most part, at least you got something big. Um, so let's talk about something that kind of interesting. Ring of Honor. Uh, they had a Ring of Honor TV taping. Sure, it didn't air yet, but we're going to cover it anyways. Because God only knows when this shit airs. Um, <laughs> El Patron Del Rio. El Patron Alberto Del Rio. Made his uh, debut at Ring of Honor. He defeated Christopher Daniels. Um, In yeah, Nashville, I guess, Tennessee? I guess spoiler, if you if you actually do watch the In Ring Nashville, of Honor. In Nashville, Tennessee? I believe so. Because speaking of Nashville, Tennessee, sorry to go back to TNA, Miss Dixie Carter wasn't even at the tapings. That's such poor She shit. went out to Los Angeles to do some press for Destination America. Stupid. I think if you're the if you're in that position of the company and you're like you're the owner or whatever you are, you should be there for your first tapings on a new network. You could have had somebody else go out to LA for yeah. press junket. Dumb. Um, Although they, I don't know who you'd send. I said Eric Young, but no, no, no. here Eric Young was being used. Uh, top. They started the Top Prospect Tournament 2015 Ring of Honor, where they usually feature some of the uh, up and coming. Is that indie. what Trevor Lee won last year? Or no, that was not. Who won it last year? Warbeard Hanson. Warbeard Hanson was one. Warbeard Hanson. Right. Uh, this year you have Will Ferreira defeating uh, Jay Diesel, Donovan Dijak defeating Jake Dearden, Ashley Six defeating Dalton Castle. And Beer City Bruiser defeating Mikey Webb. Out of these guys, I'm going with Di- Donovan Dijak. Is I that... would love to see him signed by Ring of Honor. Who, do we know him or not? Dijak? Yeah. Yeah. From? Uh, WXWC4, okay, Dynasty Pro Wrestling. Uh, he's been chaotic uh, chaotic wrestling, current champion. No, I just meant, did we see him wrestle live? Live? <laughs> yes. that, that's what I meant. I didn't mean oh, yeah. where else did he wrestle. Um, I can see Donovan Dijak taking this. Uh Ashley Six, Cancer Survivor, Dalton Castle, uh, indie wrestler from Albany area, works at the Albany station up there, radio station. Uh, you also had a number one contendership match for the uh, Ring of Honor title. Hansen, uh, last year's winner, versus Michael Elgin versus Tommaso Ciampa. You had a three-way tr- DQ. Three-way DQ, no winner in this matchup. How do you have a three-way DQ? No clue. I guess we have to stay tuned for when they actually <laughs> air this. Um, but I would love to see Hanson in that in that uh, championship scene was, or as champion. Was Mike Bennett on this with Maria? I don't believe so. If if they were, I completely skimmed over it. I well, mean, there were championship matches and everything. I guess I mean um, rumors with them was that they're looking to go to TNA and Lucha Underground. So. They Who would knows? be better in Lucha Underground than... I mean, Lucha Underground is putting out feelers to everyone, it seems like. Um, Which is weird, because we didn't, uh, we, didn't get a, we didn't get an offer yet. Uh, or at least we can't discuss <laughs> on that, that show. Imagine we did get an offer, and we're like, we have to sit next to Matt Stryker and Vampiro, and you're like, so, you guys didn't like the fact that I called him out. I'd rather jump out a window. Why? I you would know. rather jump out a window than do commentary on Lucha I don't want to do commentary for anybody. Why? I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to. Why you could sit there? Yeah, you could sit there, yo, could I sit could sit there sit on a match without <clears throat> getting up to walk away for a little. bit. You could sit, dude. You sat for the full time. I'm sure if you were watching Lucha Underground, it's entertaining. 
You could sit there and be like, my God, Chavo Guerrero just hit him with a steel chair. I don't know. Be like, Matt, Matt Stryker would be like, Brandon, can you stop doing a Jim Ross impression? I'd be like, fuck you. I'm listening to my podcast over here. Yeah. Um, and that's all we got for that. Let's go on to some shameless No, posts. let's not. Because uh, some outside the ring news, WWE is shaking it up. Uh, commentary teams are being switched around. Uh, Jerry Lawler is going to SmackDown uh, with its JBL. No, Michael Cole. Who is it? It's JB. Cole, Grisham, and Coach. It's not Grisham. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And Coach. Yeah. First of all, it'll be Jerry Lawler, Grisham, and Coach. <laughs> but. Cole, uh, newbie, Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon and Jerry Lawler, Lawler on SmackDown. And then it's going to be on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be JBL, Michael Cole, and Booker T, sucker. Yeah. Which. Booker T was not good on commentary this past Monday. No, he was the shit. I couldn't understand half the things he was saying. I mean, if you could understand what he's saying, God bless you. Yeah, me, right? But uh, I think ultimately, and where I don't understand, why is Todd Todd Phillips gone? Like, where does he get demoted to? He's That's not bad on commentary. Not. And I think ultimately the person here getting fucking screwed is Renee Young. And the fans. Renee Young absolutely deserves to be on commentary. Amen. She why is like yeah, I understand you have loyalty to people like Jerry Lawler or JBL. Loyalty doesn't br- bring you any more viewers. Michael Cole I think should be there regardless, which is one uh because I think he's a staple to the commentating team because yeah, he's Yeah, you do need some veteran stay with that. He's able to move things around and play earpiece and whatever. JBL doesn't need to be there. And if you're moving him off of uh, Monday Night Raw, put Renee Young there. She's 100% ready. I don't think I, I don't understand why why they're doing this. And Todd, Todd Phillips should be up there. Renee Young. All oh, right, and pay per view will now be JBL Cole and, and Booker T. And no and Lawler. Lawler, not Booker T. Todd Phillips, Saxon, Renee Young should be up there. Hell, but it's, it's Alex uh, Riley event. should be up yes, there. Yes, Alex Riley's good at Albert commentary. Be, uh, Jason Albert should be up there. But it's one of those things that it's like Compared how over. how can you how can you move around three people? I to, don't know. Or, yeah, three people to, move, to make move. to make room for six people. I mean, put some of them on the pay per view instead of strictly Raw SmackDown. Use a different team for pay per view. I mean, if you're fine I mean, with if you're fine with Eden and. And uh, if, if you're fine with Eden being on live TV, why can't you be fine with other commentators being on live TV? Yes, granted, they, they had a, I guess it was a last minute thing. Lillian Garcia's father was in the hospital uh, and they needed a ring announcer. But if you're fine with putting Eden on television, why can't Renee Young or why can't Todd Phillips? Why can't Alex Riley? Why can't Jason Albert? Doesn't make sense. Everyone's got to start somewhere. You can't just have the same commentating team for the same... All these amounts of years. The commentary does get stale. We've been saying it for years. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And, uh, uh, someone that doesn't agree with us is uh, Dave the Heel. All right, we had comments. I mean, uh, bringing this up during this to- uh, topic. You can go follow him at Dave the Heel. That's T-H-A. Um, he went on to question our entire... Idea, thought process of Renee Young joining the uh, Raw commentating team. Uh, he said, I won't agree. Ever hear of a woman called NFL or NBA? It's just miserable in his opinion. 
uh, goes on to saying, I'd like to hear, um, I'd like Tom Phillips calling matches with Christian. It's on Tom? Color. Uh, it's Todd, I think. I right? don't know. Tom? Todd? I, I thought, thought it was Todd. Tom. I thought Maybe it was Tom, Tom Phillips, and then you kept saying Todd, so I Maybe kept saying Todd. Maybe because I'm so used to saying Todd Christian? Yeah. Tom Phillips. I think it's Tom. And probably is Tom. <laughs> on, on color, would be money. So he wants to see Tom Phillips and Christian on commentary, and no way in hell does he want to see uh, Christian? Yeah. That's what he wants to see. Oh, I don't know about that. Why you don't? I don't. Like, well, I've never heard Christian call a match. Really, I can see Christian being well on commentary. I mean, he has done the pre-show stuff before. Um, there's just other people that we'd like to see out there. I don't know. I want to see Renee out there already. Yeah, and uh, other outside the ring news, I guess you'd say we have the Hall of Fame, which we spoke about last week. Apparently, uh, Pat Patterson's kind of been pushing for the crippler, Ray Stevens, to get inducted. Uh, I guess his family is uh, out in California, and they could be on hand to accept the award and everything. And I have no problem with Ray Stevens getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I think uh, you should go back and watch Ray Stevens' matches, a bunch of them with uh, Pat Patterson tagging up. Uh so, I don't have any... Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, so, uh, I guess now it's time to move on to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs! Thank you very much to the following people that promoted us this past week in the world of professional wrestling. Go follow at iHux, that's H-U-X, you can go check him out at Wrestling Mania X. That is right. You can check out The Wrestling Mania. TheWrestlingMania.com. They got an awesome podcast going on over there. Also go check out at Disgruntled Dork. At John Griffin. At Evan Bordner 1. At NYWC underscore sign guy. At Reverse Anamsage. At Answer the Ten. Uh, they also, as well, they have a podcast that you can check out, soundcloud.com slash answer the 10. Go check out at Weekly Wrestling Podcast, at Weekly W Podcast. Check them out on their uh, VR website, wrestling, uh, weeklywrestlingpodcast.com. Also, go follow at Violent Rick, R-I-C, and go follow Rohit, C-R-2-K. In addition to all of those, go check out uh, Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling on January 17th. PPW. PPW. Uh, in Pennsylvania, Hazleton, PA. Hazleton! You'll see uh, Brian Myers, Tommy Dreamer, Samu, Afa Jr. Uh, Wait, Samu's not going to wrestle, though. I don't believe so, no. Tommy Swade, uh, South Philly's Finest, and a ton more. So you want to go check that out. That is facebook.com slash ppwwrestling. Also on the 17th of January, XWA, Extreme Wrestling Alliance, Extreme Rumble 15 in West Warwick, uh, Rhode Island. You get to see Jason Blade versus AJ Styles. Uh, the return of former star uh, WWE star Paul Paul London taking on JT Dunn, where the winner takes on Tommaso Ciampa for the championship. Spirit Squad taking on the Heartthrobs. Biff Busick versus Trevor Lee 
and a ton more. So go check that out too. You could go check them out. Uh, there they have a Facebook event for that and facebook.com slash x w a r i so brandon you got any uh shout outs shalom jace over here and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show brandon shaloms oh i mean brandon shout outs the first shout out is going to new japan pro wrestling for producing a wrestling show that was four hours long that never seemed boring i know you could yeah, Definitely I agree with you. Uh, the second shout-out goes to Paige for taking more focus from Rosa Mendez on Total Divas. Unbelievable. Uh, um, I mean, unbelievable. It sounded like you were pissed off at her doing that. No, I thought that she was highly entertaining in regards to uh, Total Divas. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Alicia Fox, who gives a shit about her being on the show, but uh, screw Rosa Mendez. Oh, and, she's actually, like, new on the show, Alicia Fox? Yeah. She wasn't which, even featured at all. Right? I I think Emma was featured more than Alicia Fox. Yeah. I, was right? she even on it? I don't think so. Maybe she was on it in that backstage segment where Natalia, post Natalia's bogus car accident. Is Alicia Fox a new cast member? Maybe she's not. I don't know. It was Paige, wasn't it Paige and Alicia Fox? Or was it Paige and Rosa Mendez? Maybe I think it was Fox. Paige and Rose, Rose no, Mendes. I think it was Alicia Fox. I'm going to go and start with that. But... The last shout-out goes to the opening video for Monday Night Raw uh, because it's been weeks since we've seen one, and they came back with a new video, and uh, I guess ultimately from that video, though, it just doesn't make sense that uh, AJ is still part of it because who is she? Yeah, she, I mean, seriously, who'd she ever be? But now it's time for our... our... Okay, that's weird. <laughs> That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Uh, Dave, you could start with this one. I guess it's going to be going to Nakamura versus Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom 9. No way in hell anybody that watched that didn't mark out for it. Absolutely. Uh, while I do agree with you, I will also add to the fact with uh, with the Monday Night Raw, I mean, this is completely nowhere near, absolutely nowhere near uh, this match, but... Uh, with Monday Night Raw, they had opening per, uh, Pyro for the first time in weeks. It's about dang time. So, uh, I don't know if they wanted it just because it's like the new year. Or maybe because we've been like telling them to do it. Yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins is in that main event for some fucking reason. Hell yeah. Which I still think that's the dumbest thing. You're welcome, everyone. I think that's the dumbest thing. I think it's the smartest thing. No. Who wants to see I just versus don't... Sne- Right, I, I, I understand that, but I don't understand. He has the, the one shot. Title shot, yes. I don't know. It's so perfect. now he has two title shots. He has the guaranteed title shot, and now he's got another... Yeah. Why not stack the cards? You're working with the authority. Yeah. But uh, I guess maybe uh, before we close out the show and do our spiel, Dolph Ziggler, we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors, and it's Eric a- Rowan, and... and uh, Hopefully they'll be better off in TNA. Right back. Well, I don't know. Who else would we see? Dolph Ziggler versus who? Dolph Ziggler, you're more than welcome to come on our show. Ew. But not like the way Dave just thought about it. <laughs> All right. But, 
Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MarkinOut. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You could follow Dave on Twitter at MarkinOut. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, we're open to answering any questions, uh, reading any comments you guys have, any venting you want to do from TNA, WWE Raw, SmackDown, uh, any positive things you want to talk about, any non-wrestling things you guys want to talk about, you could uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash markinout. Uh, check, check us out on YouTube. Please keep watching Cook with Brennan 3, even though I know it's one and done type of thing. Um, what else? Just leave. Uh, thank you for the questions and comments. Please leave them. Yeah, I don't know what else there really is to go into. Except for we wish you the... Of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week, I said. I said, have a great week. Oh.